Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode. That's right, you didn't ask for it, and here it is. Yeah, did did you, I like the flourish that you did on the welcome. Welcome, because I did a flourish on the on the hands to bring you in, so it's like we flourished back and forth. You flourished directly into my mouth, and then I flourished uh, out all over the place. Look, as long as we're flourishing together, <laughs> that's the family that flourishes together. Uh, gets called by Child Protective Services. Welcome to the Atlanta Warhammer Show, everybody. I'm Zach. I'm Josh. And uh, we, we're going to do a little quick show today. We said laughingly before a four-hour epic show. No, it's not the city's book. I promise. Don't worry. It that's didn't, next. We didn't sneak that. That's the next one. And maybe the one after that. Right. Because we think we're, we talking do about, have... we're talking about breaking that into two parts. I think we absolutely have to. This is uh, this is the most amount that we'll talk about the city's book during this episode, we promise. Uh, yes, except for all the times I'm going to talk about my list and how much better and or impossible it is now. Um... So yeah, we uh, we just played a tournament. We did not two days ago. Three days ago, yeah. It was it. Well, okay. We played a tournament. We're gonna put tournament in quotes because yes. yes, it was a tournament, but it wasn't like a nice competitive tournament. It was actually a funsy tournament. It was a funsy tournament because it was a charity tournament. It absolutely was. So uh, you guys can read about all this. Uh, we have a post and I have pictures from the event and everything up that you'll see somewhere in the show notes. But this was a tournament. Um, for those of you that are not local, we have a, a gentleman here, Eric. He was actually on our show once. He was. Uh, he wasn't able to not laugh for the first 10 to 15 minutes of the show. So it's like he's not really there. But if you go back and listen to the episode, he is eventually on there. Um, he had an unfortunate medical event uh, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, I think, actually. Um, and if you're anywhere familiar with the American healthcare system, that means money. <clears throat> so I'm not going to spill all the details too much on him, but um, I will say that Eric is absolutely as stubborn as the dwarves he loves. He originally had a prognosis. That's what that's what they tell you in the beginning. That's correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, I watch a lot of House. So yeah, that's that's the, that's the beginning of like every medical show. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. So and like in the beginning of the medical shows, they rolled up and basically said, oh, the, there's nothing we can do. He's, uh, he's suffered a lot of loss, and this is unfortunately... Moving forward, Eric is not going to be in a great situation. And uh, from somewhere in the deep in the shadow realm, <laughs> Eric heard them and said no. And his recovery has been literally impossible, according to the doctors. So, awesome. As, as stubborn as every dwarf and ogre and freaking... <laughs> can't tell him nothing. Yeah, can't tell him nothing. He, he just he's, like, he's, nah. he's fighting back, man. He's, so, we love Eric. Uh, he's, he's a huge part of this community. Uh, if you've been anywhere near a game with him, you've heard his... Uh, big New Yorker voice just being like, Inf his hey! His infectious laugh. His infectious laugh and, and his hugs. And his hugs that could crush mountains. They do crush mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comforting to be hugged by a big guy. It, yeah. Especially, you know, as a guy. Yeah. Like, we don't, our, we rarely get hugged by someone that much bigger than us. Right. In that and kind of could, like, hug. they can just, like, you know, toss you around like you're a small child. Yeah, you just and picks you me just, up. And you just, you know, when, when you want to, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. and you just gotta giggle, because <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Dude, <laughs> like, oh seriously, the apex of masculinity. Can a, can a large man just carry me around while I do stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. like, and just make me feel comfortable. Right. Uh, so Eric is awesome. We love him. Uh, there is a link below where you can buy basically a $5 item on the Gigabytes online store. Uh, which is 100% of that goes to help with Eric's medical costs. So if you want to go click on that link, you can add a million of those to your cart as you want to uh, and donate as much as you want like that. At this tournament, we – I say at this tournament. I'm not actually sure. Um, this was put on by a guy named Calvin who is awesome. Uh, he is also a Bone Splitters player. Mm -hmm. So I he asterisks. He's the one when I was like, Bone Splitters suck that went and won a tournament with them. So I was like, God dang it now. <laughs> You can't, you can't prove me wrong. I guess that is kind of our thing, actually. Right, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but he put it on, and uh, shout out to Kai for running the prizes the, the whole time. The whole raffle. The whole going raffle. And the 800 times he had to tell people that he does not work in the store, please stop trying to buy the stuff at the prize <laughs> counter. Because <laughs> people just kept coming up the whole day like, oh, a counter full of prizes to look at and mess with. And Kai had to like fight them off and yeah. everything. Um, so, yeah, we I, it, somewhere around the tournament and in the preceding uh, weeks, we have raised over $4,000 for Eric, which is insane amazing that's it really shows incredible. you the generosity of this community and especially of like the this local community and and just really the generosity of like age of sigmar players in general yeah like they're just a good group of people we, as I, a general i think we are and the prize donations amazing i did not understand yeah <laughs> I, was, I was boggled by them because i was assuming you know like most of these you have a couple of star collecting kits and then maybe one or two leftover boxes i'm i'm looking behind you at a uh, uh one of the what is it the the 40k soldier box oh yeah the the one the astro militarum where it's like everybody's gonna want these we have like 50 of them left over um cadia stands that's what it is so i was expecting stuff like that but like people came out of the woodwork people were donating there were some classic models on yeah. there there was that i'm a little i'm very happy with my raffle prize i'm a little sad that i didn't get to go again and get that original corpse car or not uh, uh that original black cart oh black coach yeah that black yeah. coach oh that was so cool like kit bash that it's thing or not just put it on the I, we, actual base. Well, we, we talked about it before before the even the tournament even started. Where like it would be great to just grab that and then just put it on like the new black coach size base because yeah. it would just be ridiculous. It would have all, so much room for activities. Yeah. on the base. You could just do all kinds of like weird stuff around. You could it. build a little tiny Hot Wheels track on the base for the original black coach to like scoot around on <laughs> while it's just moving around the table. Just all the leftover like skeleton bits. Yeah, just build Grandma's nativity scene right there. Yeah, and just show board. it around. Yeah. So yeah, this was a, a tournament for that. Um, the it, it started off being the normal uh, monthly god tournament, mm -hmm. uh, and then it turned into everybody bring ridiculous stuff. Um, Eric loves monsters, big, especially big monster gargants. He, yeah. he gargants, fire slayers, and ko. So we had a lot of those things showing up. Uh, specifically, there's a picture you can go look at of all the monsters on the table. Holy Toledo! It was so many monsters. That was so many monsters. And. And they even busted. They even allowed like some legend uh, oh, monsters yeah. to come out. So we got some. We got some ridiculousness that came out on, uh, a, on a couple of instances. I got to fight the Chaos War Mammoth. That's fun fact. It's not statted well. No, it's no, not no, no, statted no. well. But it, it is did, a massive base. It was really cool. <laughs> he moved it a total of eight inches the entire game <laughs> because where? What do you do with it? Yeah. it's on a serving can't, tray. Can't go anywhere. You take it off and you put the rest of your models on the serving tray <laughs> that you use to move that. So that actually wasn't even his base. That was uh, Colin brought his corn dragon base in because those are the only two things that use that ridiculous size, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. So we had Legends monsters. A lot of people brought really fun lists. Um, I think most people kind of got the hint yeah. that this was going to be a very casual, fun, silly tournament. So, like, we didn't have – there was a couple. We didn't have a lot of people who showed up with lists that were like, this is very, very good and I want to win. Yeah. And they kind of tended to separate themselves out in the very first round. And, uh, you know, we just got to have a good time. Yeah. I brought a big wah that didn't wah. Yeah. <laughs> I brought a cities list that was technically Cities of Sigmar. Yeah. Technically. For about, a, for like a week. My Yeah, my list had the uh, the Mission Impossible time thing. Where <laughs> it's like after a week, it just self-destructs entirely. So I guess we should uh, we should start off and talk about like what we brought. Sure. To the tournament. So what what did you bring? What's in your list? What were all you right, wahing with? Hold on. So I brought a big wah. Yes. Um, I had a Kragnos. Yes, yes. In, in, my, in my big wah. Um... I also had a one-eyed Grunok, who I brought as a mercenary. Uh, so that was, you know, I had to get my, my big Gargant Giant in there. You're welcome. 
Indeed. Uh, nice. I had an orc weirding up shaman, because a little bit of magic. And then my leader, my general, was a wargog prophet. Heck yeah. Because uh, spooky masks and lots of staring. And that did not bite you in the butt at all. No, not at all. In the very first turn of the <laughs> not, very first not, round. <laughs> not at all. Um, and then I had a, a reinforced pack of orc brutes, and then two packs of savage orcs with choppas, um, because... You know, we need battle line. So both of us were playing things that no longer existed the day after the tournament because now your how you build units has changed with the Ard Boys and stuff. Yep. And my book, nothing I did exists. No, anymore. nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing in your book exists anymore. Uh, but it was super fun. Like it was a, I brought. You know, it was. I had eleven hundred points committed to. Two big monsters. Two models. Yeah. yeah. Two mo- Two models, and then I was like, and some spells because. Why not do some weird magic stuff in these in these realms? I even brought the thing that allows me to do all of the Horfrost spells. Yeah. Did I do any of them? No. No. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm guessing no. Of course not. But because they were both there. of my wizards were dead. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty quickly. And if they weren't and if they weren't dead, uh, I was doing spooky mask stuff. As which you was just much better. Yeah. Well that's the whole reason I think you bring the spooky mask guy. I mean yeah, yeah he is a good wizard, but like the fun of possibly burning down a Mega Gargant on turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Super great. I bet that's... Enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, so I, I brought a Cities of Sigmar list, uh, technically. Mm-hmm. So it, it, in order to be Cities of Sigmar, uh, Duralia Vundinst was my general. So, you know, no battle traits or artifacts. Nope. Just throw <laughs> that shit right in the bin. I don't care. Uh, I had Bundo Whalebiter as my mercenary. Uh, which is the Kraken Eater one, the one that can kick objectives, which I did once. Oh. I did it once. I remembered to do it, and he lived long enough. Uh, and then I had Karazai the Scarred, a model that not only have I never played with because I bought it and then everyone got mad at dragons, and then I felt bad for having dragons, so I just never played it. Uh, I literally hadn't even painted that thing mm. until a week before. So, but the paint job on it looked really great. Thank you. I spent a lot of time obsessing over dry brushing multiple layers of gold on it, only to put it about three feet away and go, it looks the fucking same. <laughs> like, I spent like two hours dry brushing this stupid model. And you can only really tell in like certain lights. Oh, you were in the valley on that one where you were so you were so close while you were painting and going, this doesn't look right yet. And if you just take a half a step back, you'd be like, oh, it looks fine. What, I am, I do, what am I doing? I literally was a foot away from it. Like, my <laughs> head was like directly next to it yeah. trying to, to do this. Um, so that was most of my list, and then I had, uh, uh Seven Charybdis. <laughs> because, because that's a thing you could do. Because you could still do it. You could still do it. They count as battle line, which means they don't count as monsters. Um, I, I love that there was a bug, by the way, in the app that says, uh, you have too many illicit dealings bonuses. That's just Anvil Guard. So on its way out, Anvil Guard bugs the entire app. Oh, nice. I enjoy that. Nice, night going us. Um, so yeah, that was my list. I had uh, you get a nullstone thing even on a named character. No, oh. because that's how the book works. Uh, the app told me that morning as I was making sh- as I was loading my list onto my iPad <laughs> because I realized to play my list I need to bring the Stormcast book, the Cities book, the Giant book, the Core Handbook, and the GHB. Ooh, you were doing like old school Warhammer yeah, there. Yeah, so I brought my iPad and I was like, look, if you want to disqualify me from this round, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> like, I'm not bringing all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh. Um, but I had the Nullstone Pebble, the one where on Duralia, where if you target her the spell on a four up, you got to pick somebody else. Mm. Mostly, I was afraid I was going to fight one of those lists that came to play, and they were just going to spell shoot her off the table because she's really good at sniping wizards. Right. Uh, but that didn't happen. Nobody even went after her except for in the first game, and that's because she was the last thing on the table. So 
they had to go after her at that point. So that was my list. It was, uh, you know, technically a list. It was right at 2,000 points. So nice. that, that was cool. I was actually a little under that. I think I was 1980 on my, on my points total. It's a good year. It is a good year. Good year. Uh, so you want to talk about who, who, we, who we faced against? What, yeah. your, what your games were like? Sure. Uh, so the first match that I had was against Lawrence, a uh, friend of the show, I guess. I think he listens to the show. I actually don't know. I think, Lawrence, you listen to this show. See, I told him. There you go. Yeah, did it. Forth. He He's going a- to now after what he did to you. <laughs> he owes you at least one yeah. listen. Uh, he, was also br- he also brought a big wah. Um, his big wah was better than big, my big wah because his big wah actually did big wah stuff. Uh, that it did. <laughs> uh, he actually generated points and stuff, which was neat. Uh, it's nice to see a big wah kind of wa- do wah stuff. Yeah. It actually was, it was really solid. Uh, so his uh, his stuff was he had a gobsprack, he had a gordrak, uh, he had a swamp boss scumdrak, uh, an orc war chanter, uh, swamp kala shaman, and potgrot. Uh, he had a wargard prophet, which was his general. It's um, like a very hero heavy list. It was a very hero heavy list. Uh, he had three five packs of ard boys as the battle line. That's, pour, pour one out. Yep. Can't for the ard boys. Can't do that no more. <laughs> uh, he had a beast skewer killbo. And then a man skewer bolt boys pack that I believe was reinforced. I think. I don't know. It looks like just the three. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, most <laughs> that game was I charge in, I hit his screens, his screens die, and then he spooky masked um, <laughs> my <laughs> mega gargant, who was at full health, if I remember rightly. He might have had four wounds on him. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's a little a scratch. It's, yeah, he had a scratch. If anything. Uh, and then Spooky masked uh, him to Oblivion. Yeah. And then he was dead. So we, we kept track during this tournament of the number of monsters killed. and the So number of monsters killed, number of terrain pieces smashed, yep. and number of primal miscasts. And also, every time anyone dropped a Degargant, everyone got to yell Timber. And the whole building erupted with Timber. The, degraded over time until the final game when every, like four people are like... Timber. timber. <laughs> People's throats were dead. Yeah. Um, I think you got the first timber of the day. Yeah, I, m- I might have been. Because the first. I, I, I don't was... know that anyone else could have died fast enough. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy to watch uh, 35 wounds just disappear in a matter of moments. And I watched him roll two ones and then roll a one on his damage on both of them. Uh-huh. And, like, I knew at that point that Gargant was going down. Yeah. And it was like... Cool, cool, cool. Well, because I mean, because uh, again, the trick on the scoop boogie mask is that you give him the the artifact that gives him a plus two to his to his ward rolls. So yeah. he's warding on four up, and then it's you've got a thirty three percent chance that he's gonna hit himself. And the only thing that can stop that can stop this is himself. He either has to die or he has to decide that he's no longer going to spooky mask me. Mm-hmm. And man, and why would you ever decide not? to Why spooky would you? Mask? Yeah, why would you decide not to when you have a 170 point model going up against a 400 point model. <laughs> oh, he's more than that. <laughs> that that Gargan was like 500 points. Uh, the uh, one I grown is 400. Oh, well. Look at me. I don't know things. Yeah. I, Still, yeah. not an even exchange. Yeah, not an even exchange. Um, and then, yeah, I just just watched him melt uh, ever so ever so slowly. And then he did it again. But And this time to Kragnos. And then it was like, cool. I've got both. I've got 1,100 points that are gone. <laughs> I spooky masked his thing, but my spooky mask died in the process. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I came back over for your spooky mask. I had, I had a uh, kind of a buy on my first round, so I got to go do all those photos you're enjoying while you listen to us mm-hmm. right now. Assuming uh, that you are watching, looking at the photos, which you should go and look should. at the photos. Go look at those photos. Donate. Yeah. You jerks. 
Um, yeah, so I walked over when you were doing yours, and it was a much less uh, overwhelming spooky mask. It was like, ah, oh, he did some damage, ah, and he hurt himself. Oh, and, no. uh, and he's dead. And yeah, I, he's I, dead. I, I think I blew all of my ward rolls. Because, yeah. you know, if, you get a if I've got a 50% chance of succeeding this, I'm going to fail. That's a 50% <laughs> chance you're going to fail 100% of the time. The time. <laughs> yep. Everything's really a 50-50 shot in this game. Um, but yeah, that was the first game. It was quick. Because I think I had, I had, I did get to the point where I had one model with one wound left on him, which nice. is just one of the savage orcs running around, going, "I don't know what to do." Just run away at yeah. that point. Just continuously try to run out of combat. Well, constantly. I did, and I ran out of combat uh, towards the center of the board, and then it was just all of Florence's models um, just, surrounding him. Just, came just like, oh no, that one orc was not successful. Is what you're saying? No, he did not hold the. No, he did not hold the line. Darn. Yeah. I think we both had really fast games. Yeah. Because mine... So, my game was uh, against McKenzie. Uh-huh. Um, McKenzie's list. I'm going to read it out loud for all of you. Bundo Whalebiter. An Achillean King with a bunch of shit. I'm not going to... Uh, whatever. It's got some shit. It's up on a ship. Uh, and then three Leviathans. That was it. That's five, the, that's the, <laughs> it's five so, models. So, it was, a, it was a fun list. There's some air quotes on that. <laughs> uh, because while it is indeed a very silly list that I'm sure tactically would not do well in like a real quote-unquote real tournament i don't know man like those turtles shot karazai before he even touched anything like yeah. just obliterated my 500 something point dragon without any any chance of him surviving and then immediately charged in and just i mean yes they were going to kill the charybdis i understood that um, but i did not expect them to kill the gargant in like one hit mm -hmm. so basically we set up. McKenzie was an hour and something late for some reason, uh, so I had grudged him in the first round, knowing that, so that I could go around and do photos and stuff. And I, you know, I knew our game was over before people that started on time were done playing. That's impressive. because we basically just pushed all our models in the middle of the table, and then McKenzie completely tabled me, and then I went neat, <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked home. Uh, by the way, he was I think second in the tournament oh, yeah. placings. Uh, so you know. A fun list, McKenzie, <laughs> calling you out. I'm I'm just, I'm just convinced at this point that McKenzie's dice are loaded. It was he. You can't, I think you can't convince you can't, you can't convince me otherwise. He's full of he's waited. We microwave McKenzie before every tournament, and that yeah. makes him like better. If you heard about that, like microwaving your dice to make mm. them better, mm -hmm. I don't know why that would do anything. But, but I'm excited to see people break their microwaves trying yeah. to figure out how to cheat at toy games. <laughs> microwave, remember now, metal dice will do the best in the microwave. Of course, ever. yeah. So everyone at home. Go put your metal dice in the microwave. Put your metal dice in the microwave. If someone dies from this, can they see the Atlanta, the Atlanta Warhammer uh, podcast is not, uh, does, was, not yeah. does not support uh, microwaving your metal dice. Yeah, I, I think we should have. Uh, please don't actually do that. Um, but yeah, how, how many? How many? Uh, um, Some metal dice right there. Yeah, how many? How many things can we put on this to say, hey, I don't actually do that? Please, how many warnings? Yeah. Look, if you don't listen to us for list advice and <laughs> tactics, you should not listen to us for culinary advice on microwaving Ooh. your dice. Please don't. All the content warnings for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> we come with like the, we have so many warnings on our show. It has an MSDS for all the chemicals <laughs> combined inside of us. That, that's a chemical joke. Um, so yeah, my game with McKenzie was fun. I mean, honestly, it was fun to play, but it was like 30 minutes. It was, it was barely, I don't think it qualified as a game. I think it qualified as a, <laughs> I don't hey, think it qualified as a I game. I think it qualified as, hey, check out these cool toys I yeah. have. Uh, so that was, that was my round one. Which was all right. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think either of us came into this hoping to win mm -hmm. or, like, no, succeed. I could some, do two battle some, tactics. brought some silly stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there's two battle tactics I could do, a third maybe. Yeah. 
so I knew going into a match, it was like, I've got the one. Maybe the other ones, I I'm not going to get a third battle tactic. My grand strategy, oh, that's, we should, we forgot to say that. My grand strategy was there can be no more wizards alive. Oh. So I didn't bring any. So neither did McKenzie. So that first game, by golly, I got my grand strat. <laughs> grand strat succeeded. I, I was tabled in a turn, but I got that grand oh my, strat. I got the grand strat. That wouldn't happen any, again for the rest of the game. No. Because all the wizards were really good. But, you know, for the one time it worked. It was nice. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my game one. Yep. And then we uh, stood around for a while, and we had game two. Yeah, game two. Uh, I was playing Nathan Driggers uh, for game two. He brought a Sons of Bahamut list. Uh, so, uh, let's take a little read of this. So his, uh, he had King Broad. He had a Gatebreaker, who was his general. He had another Gatebreaker. And then he had three Man Crusher Gargans. Um, nice. It was it was solid. Like, um, I felt so bad for him because he whiffed on so many attacks. Like, just needed anything other than, like, ones and twos. And I mm -hmm. watched this man roll so many ones and twos. Uh, <laughs> turns out, if, I, uh, if you're remembering this, Kragnos has one good thing that he can do uh, that's really, really effective, uh, especially against monsters. And he can yes. charge them. Uh, he can get a crap ton of damage Theoretically, off. Theoretically, <laughs> he can do 36 wounds <laughs> on a hit. 36 wounds. Uh, the most I did was 16. Still pretty good, though. Which, solid. Yeah. The 16? Maybe 15. However the math works. Uh, maybe it was 15, because it was three times five was what I got off. It was what I got off on one of them. Uh, and so just melted one of the Gatebreakers down nice. uh, instantly. And then the other Gatebreaker came in to do some stuff, uh, and then he whiffed. And then I melted that gate breaker down because, uh, you know, the primary weapon option on uh, Kragnos, like that big one, mm -hmm. uh, it just goes through. It just go. It just goes through. Oh yeah. And then just as, so all you gotta do is hit. As a Gargant player, uh, I don't like fighting Kragnos um, <laughs> just... because he's going to eat one of my little guys a turn unless I find a way to kill him. You have to hit him with all of them at once. Yeah. And hope. And hope the uh, hope they melt down. him down. Yeah. So and then I said, and then he had his King Broad, uh, and I sent my. Um, my big Gargant at his mm -hmm. King Broad, and they just kind of stared at each other. They did some damage. They, yeah. were, they were trading shots. Uh, I'm sure it was awesome to look at, because all of like my little orcs were just like standing around doing nothing. <laughs> they were just watching. <laughs> they were just watching. Everybody just kind of pauses, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, that one That one I came out with a win on, because I, I successfully murdered the his Gargants. Good job. Down. Uh, again, it, it really it was just a brutal... It's just a brutal set of rolling for him. Bad dice luck. Well, and having Gargants and only having Gargants and looking at a Kragnos across the table it's is terrifying. It's, it's bad. Yeah, because yeah, like, don't... oh, this is the what's thing your screen? <laughs> Another Gargant. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is the one that's designed to fight me. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, pretty specifically going to hurt Gargants really bad. Yeah, and I just wanted to bring Kragnos because I hadn't run him on the table in a while. He's kind of a giant. Yeah, in he's a, a big monster. Yeah, in a way. Which funny is he's not though. Like. His bite, his his plate is big. Yeah. But then when you look at him, he's not very he's big. He's not very big. He's, he's kind of small. He's a little guy. He's, he's not as big dude. as like a chaos mammoth or something yeah. like that. Not as big as a gargant. No. If not you had as, two not kragnoses, as as, not as big as Gordrak. You could use two kragnoses as roller skates for a gargant. Could. That would be awesome. I kept looking at that war mammoth and looking at my gargants and going, "Yeah, you could put like three gargants on a war mammoth and have them all riding." Yeah, it would look so cool. The most expensive kit bash you could possibly <laughs> make. Like, and it wouldn't be legal for anything. Right. It would be you would complete just be nonsense. Just doing this for nonsense. But yeah. a bunch just of gargants. Put it on your shelf. Yeah, a bunch of gargants riding a mammoth would be hilarious. How about a mammoth riding a bunch of gargants? Even better. Yeah. They have the mammoth on a palaquin and they're carrying <laughs> him around. Oh. Yes, perfect. 
And then you could take the new pig that we're going to talk about in a little bit and put more gargants on it. Yeah. Just a whole mounted gargant army. Be interesting. Not a thing they're going to let me do. No, not at all. No. How about your second match? Well, uh, my second match was against Nick Thomas, who I don't think I've played before. Um, so Nick brought a Stoplight Rave Lords list, mm. and here's what it had in it. Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, Neferata, uh, a Necromancer, and a Vingorian Lord. That's the one that's the weird Centauri-looking mm. half thing. Uh, and then he had Battleline, Black Knights, um, another set of Black Knights, and a pack of two pa or a reinforced of Deckwalker zombies. Then he had the Ascarian True Blades, which is one of the Warcry or Underworlds guys that are pretty good, actually, mm. uh, against monsters, which was unfortunate for me. He had a corpse cart. Yay, I was excited to just see a corpse <laughs> cart on the table. Uh, and that was his whole list, so 2,000 points as well. So a pretty balanced Soul Blight list. Uh, I know that they are horrendous right now in the meta. Well, as of up until the, the nerf hit. Um, and I can kind of see... With some of the stuff in here, was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's really hard to deal with. If I cared about that model, I would be very sad. Right. Um, so we, this was the one that was, <laughs> we played uh, maps that are in the book, by the way, but I don't remember what they were. Couldn't tell you. This one was the one, the last one was the Pulse. I remember yeah. that. Oh, I, this is the, this was the, one. this was the Ice Fields. Yeah. The something. first one was the one where you could remove objectives. Yes. Because Mackenzie and I looked at each other and went, nah, the game's over in 10 minutes anyway. So yeah. we didn't do it. Uh, yeah, this one. Was one? What was the the shtick on this one? Was the thing? Did it have something to do with wizards? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Couldn't What's a wizard? You. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, but the deployment was the other half of the table from the way we usually do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had a lot of space to deploy, um, and he did a very good job of screening as if the Charybdis were good. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Which yeah. was kind oh. of his misplay in the yeah. beginning. Um, because I slammed into him with just everything in my list, practically. Uh, Karazai kind of held back a little. And this is where I learned my problem with Karazai. He's too fucking big. Mm. It, he's, I can't, you can't put him places. He moves 14 inches. That's just to have the space to move him the five inches he needs to go somewhere. Right. So I couldn't get him because of the way the terrain and table was into the fight on the first round. But I got every Charybdis in there. And man, if there's one thing a Charybdis loves, it's zombies. Because I'm just going to keep eating zombies and healing. And the zombies can't kill me. So I just did that, <laughs> uh, and it was like, I basically, I, I stopped the entire advance of his army with just a ton of Charybdis. You just, you just mucked up the middle. Yeah, and I, I, when we were talking about it, like, I could tell he kind of got a little demoralized, maybe, mm -hmm. looking at it. Because at first, I, I, when it came time for monstrous actions, I was like, cool, I have four of them. I'm going to roar, stomp, smash, and this guy's going to Titanic duel one of your monsters or something. I don't know. Charybdis were just Titanic dueling shit they had no business <laughs> getting within range of. But I had to pick something. Yeah. So might as well. One, I went up against the Mammoth with one. It's, it didn't work. I tried. <laughs> I thought, you know, this is really funny. It did not happen. Um, the problem with the Charybdis list, though, besides the fact that I have two massive bowling balls and that's it yep. in terms of the list, uh, is that the Charybdis falls down slow, but it's not super slow. So he got through most of them by the end of the second turn, which means I had a lot less stuff to blockade with. Uh, Duralia was the MVP on that game, continuously shooting, like, just whatever wizard popped its head out, just <laughs> shooting it in the head. I think she did, like, eight damage to the Vampire Lord on Dragon at one point. So it was like... He was just, you... uh, I'm sure he was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because when you look at the, the footprint of my list on yeah. the table, it's hilarious that the 28, 7, 8 mil, whatever figure, is the one that did the most damage in yeah. a lot of fights. 
but that shooting a guy for double damage is mean. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I was able... As long as you hit. My third opponent learned and, and was very smart and kept his wizards behind a house the whole time. Because Dorali was like, oh, chaos wizards? Oh, six wounds, you say. <laughs> Sound of a co- crossbow being cocked. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun game against Nick. I... I kind of could see that I wasn't going to win by like the second turn because he he lined up a bunch of his black knights. There was all of them had is lined up because the, the other thing is he like rolled got all his black knights back every time I killed him. Um, the regeneration was rolling really well for him, so yeah. like, I wasn't going to beat that spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there's a scene where he had nine or eight of the black knights resurrected, all in a line, ready to charge nine inches into Duralia, <laughs> and I was like, oh no. This is not good because they do impact hits. And yeah. she's got a ward. She's actually the toughest thing. I'm going to punch the mic. She's the toughest thing in the entire list because she has a ward. Karazai does not have a ward. Yeah. For some reason. For reasons. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess he would be too mediocre at that point. Um, and then he missed all those charges. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, so then I had a crib just like run up beside Duralia and then park in front of her. <laughs> like just, you're here to take the hit, man. Yeah. Um, but, like, my bravery trick didn't work with the minus three bravery and no battle shot because they're death. Yep. So, like, it, it worked once. I got a lot of the uh, zombies. Was it zombies or true blades? Either way, uh, I didn't realize the true blades, when they kill a monster, they power up. Oh. Whoops. That's bad for you. I only have nine monsters and one human. <laughs> so they killed a Charybdis and powered up, and I was like, oh, crap. So Durali had to spend the rest of the game shooting them. Yeah. Because otherwise they were going to Pac-Man my monsters all mm-hmm. the way through. Um, so we ended up. I, I, the score's in the thing. I forgot what my score was. Uh, does, does it matter? I got an eight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got a battle tactic, but I couldn't. Um, Neferata, I was never going to kill her yeah. to get the wizard thing, and she ran off somewhere. Um, I did get at least the fun of putting Karazai into the uh, the Lakave, uh Vingorian Lord. That is not... That is not an equivalent exchange of points. Uh, very much in my favor, and it felt very nice to do like, okay, well, there's one attack. Okay, that goes through. All right, that's 18 damage. Just pick that guy right up nope, off the just table. Just take that just off get on out of here with that. Because uh, Karazai, when he hits, hits very hard. Right. He doesn't do anything else but hit. But if you can get him just if you can get close him the, enough if you to hit. Get him into the combat. Yeah, he will destroy everything. So that was fun, and then he died. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. End, end of the game, I walked away with a loss, but not, uh, who cares? I was having a good time. Yeah. You know. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Yeah. How was your game three? Uh, I had to leave. Yeah, yeah. I had I had like adult stuff that I had to go do. Gross. I know it was very strange. Um, but so my game three was the uh, NA, not applicable. Well, did you have a game three? I had a game three. I had the best game three. Okay. My game threes are always good. Was it was it was it against buy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. See, my game three here. Here's what it is. It's going to probably be if Mike or Chris are playing something silly. Uh-huh. They're going to meet me down there at yep. the bottom tables. Hang out. Um, otherwise, it always seems like I end up playing somebody who also brought stuff or who's brand new. And it's cool because, like, at that point, you're not playing for the table. You don't care. Yeah. So I, I like to kind of, like, try to help. Um, and so I went up against Michael, who his, uh, his war mammoth is the thumbnail that you've looked at for this episode. Um, so I'm going to read his list. He had a uh, Slaves to Darkness list that looked super cool, by the way. Like, visually, hell yes to this list. Um, he had two Chaos Sorcerer Lords. Oh, by the way, it was all Nurgle marked as well. So what it was great is, like, he didn't have to tell me anything the whole game. Yeah, I knew what was going to happen. knew what was yeah. going on. Um, so he had two Chaos Sorcerer Lords, a Chaos Lord, an Exalted Hero of Chaos, and an Exalted Hero of Chaos. And then he had a Chaos Legionnaires, 
which is the Warcry set, the Pit Fighters. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Oath Savagers, the other Warcry set. Like I said, really cool-looking army. A uh, set of Chaos Nurk Chosen and another set of Chaos Chosen, both Nurgle. We'll get back to... Remember those. That's in the army. That's the thing that won the game, was those two five-packs of Chaos Chosen. They are so good. Uh, I hate them. And then a Reinforced Chaos Warriors, another Reinforced Chaos Warriors, and Prismatic Palisade. And uh, right at uh, 1,600 points for some reason. That's right. Oh, right, a fucking Chaos Mammoth <laughs> from Legends. From Legends. Coming out, coming out of retirement for one, for one game. Just one last show that we had to solve this final case. <laughs> you know, it's the cold case. It's been 20 years. The Chaos Mammoth came back out, and it was whelming. <laughs> According to Michael, he was I like, "I was whelmed." He was he was telling me he's like, "It's really cool. Everyone is impressed. It is not doing what it should." Yeah, because it's huge. Like I can't express. It's it weighs as much as like a baby. Yeah. Um, and it takes up two Star Drakes worth of space, like lateral. I don't even know how to describe it. If you haven't seen it, go look at the picture. There's a picture of it next to Karazai. You understand that I just complained about how big that model uh -huh. was on stuff. And you got a Chaos War you Mammoth. You put Karazai inside of the Chaos War Mammoth, ah. and it still has space around it. So I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be a good fight. I'm just going to get to smash a big mammoth, I hope. I hope. <laughs> uh, my, my fun goal was, can I kill it with a Charybdis? My cool goal was, Karazai should kill it. Like, mm. that should be the fun. Because he hasn't got to do anything the rest yeah, of the yeah. games. It'd be really cool for him to fight this mammoth. But I know better than to let the mammoth go first, because it did something... Uh, where basically two monsters, once again, oops, it did a lot of damage. So I only have monsters. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So, like, everything I had was going to take enough damage to kill it in one turn. It, The Chaos Chosen. Okay, so the game starts. Uh, I gave him the first turn so he could slowly crawl forward. I know it's Nurgle. I knew I was fine. He crawled forward. I ran up. Uh, Charybdis have a 3d6 charge. You pick the dice you want. It happened, Josh. It happened. I rolled a triple. Ooh. Uh, during the second game. I have never in my life rolled a triple for the charge for the Charybdis. I had to look it up. <laughs> they just take a mortal wound and they don't charge. That's all. Oh. But I've never done that. Yeah. So it, it was a good send-off to the Charybdis list that I finally... Because that rule's not on the new War Scroll. They right. Don't, they don't do that shenanigan anymore. Uh, which is sad, because it is really funny to get all of your guys about 11 inches away and go, no, I'm going to make these charges. Yeah. I'm just, because every time I re-roll, it's three more dice, and I just got to run at him. So I engaged everything. Um, I was smart this time. I gave Karazai a nice dinner of Chaos Warriors to work his way through. He was just nomming up through that. Uh, I thought, I thought that the Gargant was going to be able to take some part of the uh, Mammoth down, and I think I hit it for, like, a couple of points of damage. The problem was, the Chaos Chosen uh, did 20-something damage to me. <coughs> exactly. Yep. Well-timed sneeze. They, the one pack of five Chaos Chosen did 20, like, six wounds to my guard. Good garden. lord. Yeah. So he was almost, he was dead at that point, because, like, the Mammoth had hit him for, like, 10 or 11 or something like that. So, just gone. And so all of a sudden, there's just, well, I can't fight the Chaos uh, Champions, because, or the Chaos Chosen. Because I, there's nothing in my list that can take that <laughs> amount of damage in output. So I was like, I just got to run away. So I started the Great Charybdis like, escape. I even got the battle tactic where you run two things and charge two things. Oh, I just nice. Ran some Charybdis away. Yeah. What do I care? Um, also, Michael was uh, relatively new. Not, not relatively new, but he said he played a lot of fantasy. He hadn't played a ton of Age of Sigmar. So I got to do some like kind of coaching a yeah, little yeah. bit. <laughs> not that I'm like, good. <laughs> But there was some stuff where it's like he picked a point for the pulse, and I was like, hey, if you do that, by the way, 
I'm going to get the adjacent point, and then the next turn, I'm going to have both, because you're not going to get this dragon off of this objective. Right. Pick the other side. You only get one this time, but next turn you get three. I can't get those chaos chosen off. So I like kind of explaining how the game, you know, this particular map works. Yeah. Um, he was very smart. He hid his wizards behind a house. Did not move them the entire game. What a jerk. <laughs> I, I know. Because, like, well, if I move Duralia, she loses a shot. So yeah. I really want to move her once per game and then just have her snipe yeah, people. Yeah, just sniping people. So she ended up just, like, sniping Chaos Chosen, <laughs> just trying to kill a couple of them. Mm -hmm. um, so I, we fought for a bit. Every, everything was just kind of fighting in the middle of the table in a big line. Uh, the left flank, basically, I got because that's where Karazai was. With him and a couple of Charybdis doing the bravery stuff like that, this is the one time the bravery thing really worked. Because I had multiple units of his that would have to take a battle shock, and they're all minus three. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, bad. Um, so it worked, and I was able to drop a lot of stuff. And then the Mammoth was about half health. Karazi had taken some hits, and I was like, okay, let's go. So last turn, uh, I threw Karazi into the Mammoth. All right. The Mammoth, he killed him. I, there wasn't a, it wasn't an exciting like oh this is his last wound kind of thing like yeah. that it was like no Crosby kind of overkilled him a little bit because my god that I forgot that that thing can just do a stupid amount of damage, um, I killed the mammoth, the mammoth has a rule that the gargans have, where when it oh, dies it, it, it topples over. and falls. <laughs> Karazai had six wounds left on him. You roll a d6 for the damage that the mastodon falls. Uh huh. Josh, can you tell me? What number did he roll? Oh, he rolled a six. He cranked that six. So the last turn of the game, of this tournament, Karazai kills the Mammoth, and the Mammoth falls over on top of him and kills Karazai. And Amazing. It, and I was like, damn it. And the saving grace would have been he could have exploded if I was playing Stormcast, and I could have maybe killed one of the other guys. It was one of the idiots just standing next door to him. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But what a great way to win the tournament. What a, what a, fantastic win. What a great way to lose all the way to the bottom and still win the tournament. <laughs> Uh, because that was really fun, and we both we high fived when yeah. that happened. Was, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, like that was the fight that we wanted to have, yeah. that, especially since the Gargant got KO'd in one hit. It's like you're not important anymore, buddy. But yeah. I'm not happy with Bundo. No, <laughs> Bundo's not great. He's not my favorite. Uh. I kicked an objective that was cool, but then it was one of the clear ones that's underneath all the terrain. Yeah. So we had to move it, and then I didn't want to do that again. Because that was so much work. <laughs> Just to... And I couldn't think of a tactical advantage for it. Yeah. So I was like... Well, because you're not running anything that's like, you know, stick on an objective. No. You're running Charybdises, man. My point... I was getting points because I had two Charybdis on something that's ten models. Yeah. So, like, I was getting a lot of points up front, mm -hmm. which is why I was talking about, like, in the second round, I think I was it was a little demoralizing. Because it was like, oh, I've got, I've got max points for two rounds. That's all I'm going to get, though. Yeah. That's, like, that's literally <laughs> you're, you're all capped, I can get. now. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I have to hope you kill my general, and then I can somehow kill your general. Right. Th that's it. That's it. I got nothing. So, um, yeah. That was the last game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he won. We, we, if we had called it when the curtain went down, I would have won technically because mm -hmm. uh, I was, like, two points ahead. But I talked, I talked through the next round with him, and I was like, look, next round – you are going to grab all of these objectives and get yeah. this max score, so let's just put that one in instead. So we recorded it. Uh, apparently it doesn't matter. No. Because BCP doesn't even have our rankings up, so we can't share the link with you guys to tell you about all of our stuff. But that doesn't matter because it was a charity tournament anyway, <laughs> and the points don't matter. Exactly. It's like a game of... Whose line is whose it Whose line anyway? is anyway? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It is exactly. Wayne Brady, going to punch a bitch. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we we had a really good time. I yeah, thought. it was fun. Just good all good all around. Yeah, good all around vibes. Like seriously, people coming out, having a good time, playing games. I didn't see any 
salt. And nobody seemed to call a rule. I didn't hear a rules call actually. We had we had one, but mo but mostly because it was like a it was a question on like turn order and not like a didn't really matter. Like, yeah, we were, I was like, I I have no idea. I just actually like I genuinely actually just want to know the answer to it type of stuff. Where it's like, if you have like the strike last effect and like you're because you you know sequence like who's attacking when right. Yeah, and then, but if you have strike last, if it's your turn, who strikes last in the strike last phase? Yeah, realize that you have to treat <laughs> all of the combats as like there's three phases within the combat where it's yeah. like all the strike first, and then reset. Normal combat, reset, strike last, then actually end of combat stuff. Uh, yes. That makes a lot of sense to me. It does. A person that plays this game. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't never come up before. Yeah. It usually just doesn't. But, uh, yeah. I, I gave a lot of primal dice to my opponents. Ooh, I'm sure that was great for you. Yeah, that was great. As the non-wizard caster. I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> I just was putting them in a Charybdis, I <laughs> guess. Um, I actually had all my primal dice on uh, Dualia just in case she just, suddenly became a wizard yeah. randomly. I just don't for know. funsies. Yeah, just for I got funsies. to I got to cast foot of Gork once during this tournament. Nice. It didn't go off a second time, which is disappointing. But it got the one. It did, and I think it did all of two damage. That's that's about right. <laughs> yeah, it's either gonna do two or fifty. Yeah, there's no there's middle no in between. It's like the stair mask. It's yeah. gonna do three. A hundred, or you're gonna roll a six in the beginning and kill yourself. Yep, just straight out of the gate. Just, it's gonna be one or the other. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the tournament? Uh, I think that's really it. Uh, just a huge shout out to the community for yep. coming out and being awesome and helping with Eric and everything. Like, seriously, um, you know, we're not gonna get choked up on this show because we're manly men that like being carried around by large manly men. But mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's really incredible. Like, yeah. this is a it's a collection of dudes and uh, that are just playing toys and the heart that came out of the community. Um, it was, you know, disgusting, and I'm glad we put it back under the floorboards where it belongs. But the, the compassion that came out of the community was incredible. Uh -huh. and, just, and it's still going. Like, the people yeah, are still, still donating. still working on it. Yes, if you, if you find yourself wanting to also donate, you know, I think th there's a link on the website. There um, is, and in the show notes as well. And in the show notes as well. So, you know, hit the link. Uh, if, you, if, you ha or if you're able to, to donate, please do. Um, you know, send out good thoughts, vibes all that stuff uh for eric as he continues his road to recovery yeah and when he gets back on he's got to come back on the show hell yeah it's not an option no not at we're all. not we're not letting him not come back on yeah, the he's show he's coming back on the show yeah you hear him. that eric you hear that yeah we're coming for you so, <laughs> there you go this all is right. very weird if he has if he's listening to this like in the icu and there's like a nurse around it's like <laughs> these people are calling you out man. <laughs> we're coming for your ass eric uh <laughs> lovingly yeah lo lovingly coming for you Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and uh, then we'll be back with some uh, some Iron Jaws stuff. Ooh. Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabytes carries a wide selection of miniature lines including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a war gamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Starting your own podcast is easier than you think with Blueberry Podcasting, the official home of Atlanta Warhammer. Not only do they make uploading and hosting audio files a breeze, they also feature full WordPress integration, so you can easily share your podcast with the world. All Blueberry podcasts are optimized for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and about 100 other podcast services. They even have a free tech support and downloads, and with no contract, you can cancel any time. To get started today, 
visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. While you're there, use the code ATLWAR to get one month of premium hosting totally free. Once again, that's promo code ATLWAR at Blueberry.com. Get your voice heard today. And welcome back. I like that you uh, did like the owl from like the Tootsie Pop. That's my new favorite yeah, voice. For... You mean my Fire Slayer's voice? My yes. Entirely canonically appropriate. Yeah, canonically Fire appropriate voice. Fire Slayer's voice. We have just to defend the, the large. Just, but it's just the the owl from the Tootsie it Pop commercials. That's absolutely. an old commercial. If you're under the age of 25, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. If you about. know the owl's voice from the Tootsie Pop commercial, go take your uh, take your Motrin AV yep. or whatever. <laughs> take, take your, your uh, take some ibuprofen. Take some ibuprofen. Go lay down. Yep. Take Put, a nap. Put the glasses on. You, you would need them to yeah, see now. You ain't got much time left. <laughs> you ain't got much time. You don't got time. Press uh, A not to die. Press A not to die. That's an older joke from like a previous thing that we used to do together. That's a super old That's joke. That's a very yeah. old joke. Nobody knows what we're talking about now. I you really have... know what we're talking about <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> well, currently, we're going to talk about... Uh, I was going to talk about a little some point stuff before we get to the Iron Yeah. Stars, because the there was a September Battle School Tactics of Ant... And Tour? And and, and, and Tour. And Tour update. Uh, and some models got some updates. Like there were some, there's quite a few little there's things. A bunch of stuff got updates. Yeah, this uh, is, you might have gotten battle tactics. You might have uh, the GHB. All the spells are different. Like, the, they just the, basically yeah, just like, changed the GHB. They were just like, ah, screw it, we gotta fix this. Yeah. Uh, so they changed a bunch of stuff. Um, go take a look at it because we're not gonna run through all of this because <laughs> we're not that kind of podcast. Yeah, well, you don't want to. Um, but we do want to talk about some points because, uh, well, two of the armies are ones that we play. Uh, it had major point changes. So the first one is the Ideneth Deepkin. Uh, a bunch of their stuff dropped by 10, 20, 30 points. Um, yes. All, all in all, like, nice. Uh, I think that gets me an extra pack of dudes. The Leviathan uh, dropping 30 points is pretty surprising, having just had my ass handed to me by a group of three of them. Indeed. I don't think the Ninja Turtles need any help, yo. <laughs> Put them back. <laughs> Master Splinter's going to get in there at some point. Um, the Salon Starmaster went up 15 points, uh, so, you know, a little bit, a little bit more expensive on that, on that Seraphon stuff, but your Stormcast Eternals dropping drop points. Holy crap, they, a bunch of stuff down 10 points, some down 20. They and, don't know yeah. what we're supposed to do with Battle Line, I think, with the Stormcast. No, they're making got, them cheaper. We've got Liberators at 100, and Vindictors are still objectively better at 110 than 100 for Liberators, but man... I don't know though. Like, at some point, the liberators become useful to bring just to stand on a point at the back yeah. and be like, I mean, they're not gonna die super fast. No, so, they're cool. and they have a whole thing where like if they're on an objective you control, they can do a little bit of damage extra, like the, the shields of civilization or whatever it is. Right. Like they they have some play, and I like that they're uh, they're cheap now. I just want to call out the Lord Relictor going down twenty points. That guy's been an auto include in every Stormcast list since the beginning of this game. Mm -hmm. So it's why. I'm happy with it. That's fine. But apparently, why? apparently, your win loss rate with those things is uh, not great. So, yeah, and this is not going to fix that. No. Um, however, we did get a battle tactic for you Stormcast. Did uh, so Stormcast guys, check this out. Um, you have a new battle tactic: secure the battlefield. You complete it at the end of your turn if they're any friendly Stormcast Eternals, wholly within each large quarter of the battlefield and more than six inches from enemy units. If you've brought Vanguard Chamber, that's super easy. Done. Most of your units deploy. Well, first off, you're Stormcast. So if you're smart, you can just do this on turn one. And then you can get the tactic that's like half-half of your army outside of your starting... Well, they already are. Cool. There's two tactics you can kind of guarantee. Um, but also the Vanguard Chamber. Most of them have the Ride the Winds Etheric, where mm -hmm. they just teleport, teleport wherever they want to. Move. You got uh, Knight Zephyroses can do that. Lord Aquilers do it. All the Vanguard stuff. So, like, 
yeah, you have to dedicate some points to this. Um, I think like 90 points per pack of five of the, the teleporty guys. Mm -hmm. But that's not honestly bad. No, no. Like, considering Stormcast, you we're, we didn't have a way to get battle tactics past the first two. Thank you. For giving us this one, that is nice. Yeah, this is the this feels like the holdover until you get a new book, uh, battle tactic update, so that you can still play them because they are, you know, if Stormcast Eternals players. That's kind of a little bit of everybody. Every well, every community's got one. I've said it before and I say it again. We are a launch army. At yes. Launch. We are awesome, and everyone's like Stormcast are too good. Why are they the best? And everyone who's played Stormcast since 2015 or whatever. Goes uh, just, just wait. Just give it, give just it a little give time. It time. We never, we always fall into the middle and then always down to the bottom. At the bottom of the pack. Yeah. That's just how the Stormcast players work. So enjoy your your launch thing. Um, Magakin also, yeah, drop his points. Except for points. the Harbinger of Decay, who went up fifty points. That's just to that's from the new book. That's yeah. just to correct from the old models listing. So right. that's actually the right points for him. He didn't. He didn't get. He's not that good. He didn't get an accelerated like jump. I saw that and I was like, they hate that guy. Yeah. But then I went and looked and I was like, oh, that's that's actually where he's supposed to be. Right. Uh, we got a battle tactic too for Nurgle, which is good. You have to build towards it a little, um, but it's called don't squabble, children. And you pick an objective wholly outside your territory. You complete the tactic at the end of your turn. If you control the objective and any friendly Rotbingers units and any friendly Nurgle Demon units contest the objective. Okay. So, you know, put some Blight Kings on over there in the fly or a Beast of Nurgle if mm -hmm. you've got mortals. Mm -hmm. You can summon in a demon to take to just get this objective. Yeah. Some Nurglings would work perfectly because they can deep strike on an objective. Right. So that's also nice. Thank you. To GW. Because a lot of the the Nurgle battle tactics are pretty terrible. Oh, well, they're not easy. Yeah. They're easier than Stormcast because you can achieve them all without having to build towards them crazily. But well, man, not all, but yeah. Well, yeah, you can you can get most, <laughs> yeah. You theoretically can achieve them. You just have to have yeah. played a perfect game for just them. like, that, uh, that great unclean one battle tactic is nonsense, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have played for that one battle tactic. Um, Skaven also got a, a tactic that helps him. Which is nice, because uh, if any friendly Skaven battle lines retreated and any friendly heroes retreated, you get it. So yeah, they just that's run a nice, away. Nice, easy one. And their racial uh, scurry away ability, their faction ability, counts mm -hmm. as a retreat. So they can do that at the beginning of the combat very phase. Very good, very good. Uh, they also went down in points for a couple of different models. Slaves to Darkness did the same thing. Uh, this seems to just be like a, a small correction. Yes, except um, for the Stoplight Rave Lords. They took a look at that, and they were like, hey, let's turn the green cannon to red. Yeah, they they hammered them hard. I, it is like I nearly, I think, every model line for them went up in points. Everything you basically see on the table looks yeah. like it got some increase in some way. Even um, Felbats. Even Felbats got a points increase. I know. I, know. I guess because they're good at screens. I don't and maybe just and running around being a nuisance, I guess. I guess the corpse cart going up ten points, but still only being ninety is such a weird flex. Yeah, it's like yeah, well, you got to work a little harder, but not much. It is not the uh, largest points increase on this though, because the Alciak Brown Reapers actually collect that uh, collect that Do uh, it? ignominious well, oh. uh, title. Yeah, because the Harbinger doesn't count, because that that's not a plus fifty. That's just an adjustment based right. on the book. Yeah. So it's actually Catacross. Uh, oh, Catacross goes, goes up forty points. Yeah, there's some there's some un fun builds out of that where it's just catacross and essentially your whole army is invincible and it's it's like the old osiarch it's just a little more oppressive right, right now so catacross going up okay yeah probably pushes probably pushes something out if you've made like a build 
that's like in that 1970 to 2000 point range. It pushes some model or unit out of there and you yeah. have to put something else in. And it also, um, you can no longer resurrect an Immortus Guard or Stalker uh, at full health oh. on that. Um, you can return a slain model with four wounds allocated, a.k.a. on its last wound. Right. So you, And then you can heal it. So right. you can get one to full health, but you can no longer just crank it and have basically your hyper elite guys just coming back at full speed. Right. So, you know, yeah. that that's cool, and I feel like they needed that. Um, I don't – that minus 20 points to the Gothisar Harvester, that's not helping anybody. That thing is still kind of mm-hmm. hot garbage. Mm-hmm. But Mortec Guard going down 20 points, cool. Nice. You know, get, that's probably like – honestly, I don't think the Catacross lists are going to change that much because no. most of them ran – Two to three packs of uh, Mortec Guard anyway, so there's, oh, okay. so there's your, your points. Yeah, there's your points change. Yeah. It's I'm, sure, I'm, sure deck I'm sure there's probably just something like very oppressive that they saw that they were like, okay, we'll change this particular list type feel, of stuff. Yeah. There's there's one list somewhere out there. Yeah. One of you one of you jerks one, out one there. You, one, of you, one of you good people one of you good players has a list that they were like, mm, we don't like that one. AOS coach, help us out. Why? <laughs> Tell us why. Why for? We don't know. Also yeah. put us on your show. <laughs> for reasons we'll we'll be silly terrible guests yeah. they just did all their cities show and the dark elf part i was like i could have been the dark elf guy <laughs> but just for stuff. four models <laughs> ah we talked about cities damn it yep uh okay let's let's get out of here that's the that's the season so uh, ant door they've done something crazy what they've, they've done they have actually released a supplement uh but how much did i pay for this nothing i don't understand exactly I, I, where it do i put a, my money you don't this? well actually you do you put it into the models that they release and it's going along with this supplement oh okay but um, but i'm looking at things i haven't looked at before in a document correct from games workshop the, do- the document is free it is an iron jaw supplement free document oh i get it we're pirating this that's Cur- what we're yeah, doing yeah that pretty much yeah, it's okay. kind of what it feels like it does honestly. feel like yeah, it feels like, old, feels like the old days of the warhammers this is like uh the free boat police sting when <laughs> <laughs> gw's like no 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 it's a free pdf for real for real just show up right here in this area with only one exit yeah it's fine don't worry about it guys don't don't don't, don't stress it at all we'll catch those atlanta warhammer dorks someday uh but yeah so it this supplement actually so here's the crazy thing right this supplement is not just like some war scrolls no it's a it's actually book. like a small book like it's, because there's like lore that they did it's more pages it's more pages than harbinger's book it one. is it is actually yeah there's more story in this more book. story in this book which is hilarious and um so this tells the story of basically the iron jaws taming the uh, the Mogruntas. Yeah. It's like, so it's a new, it's a new unit. Um, so they're not Gorgruntas. They're bigger than Gorgruntas. They're Mogruntas. We got to stick to the naming convention. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> big, big pigs that are porcupine-esque. And we, this is them taming them. There's a, there's a dude who did, who does it the first time. Zach, can you give me his name? Kragzog Hornsplitter. Yeah. Do you know what he called his crazy, his crazy plan? It's the Kragzog Maneuver. Yeah. Because it's insane. Yes. The basic premise of this is that they stood in like a valley. The basic <laughs> premise is, have you seen the Lion King? King. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Lion King? Okay. Instead of jumping onto the antelope, they they make a wall yes. where the antelope are charging them. But the antelope they, are three-ton pigs. Right. And they punch each other um, to get themselves like all revved up yeah. to 
tackle? <laughs> I don't know. Like, the pigs? The, so step three does seem a bit nebulous on this. <laughs> uh, because step one is, yeah, get a bunch of angry, giant, stampeding Gorgruntas and, and Mogruntas. Send, and send them down a, a narrow yeah, ravine. We've got down one ravine. Step two, orcs on the other end of the ravine start taking off their armor and punching each other in the face to get amped up. Right. Step three, somehow a new model shows up. <laughs> uh, the miracle of life. Right. I don't know. Uh, I do. I really loved that when I saw the part where they just start li- basically beating each other up to build up Wog energy. Yeah. Um, and then if before striking, before the mass of stinking hog meat bearing down on them. Mm, delicious. Mm. Can't wait. So, yeah. And then they try to, like, jump on them and ride them and stuff. This is kind of how they do the Maw Crushers, where right. it's like you have to be the meanest guy and you yeah. go step on one and hold it until it gives up yeah and, and, our, and our boy successfully did it the, his, his the rest of his compatriots all oh murdered, absolutely all did. murdered hilariously yeah uh trample trampled to pieces but he he got the biggest Mogrunta and he freaking mounted that thing and everybody was like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> look at how big this pig is um, andras are pretty happy to please yeah you got a big pig put some armor on the, it oh yeah. oh yeah and of course the best part about any of like this uh this hog riding right is that they actually don't, like, once they've mounted them, they can't actually tame them or train them or anything. Of course not. Um, so they bring them back to the camps, and then they just run roughshod over the camps. And so they just go, okay, we'll just point it in a direction and let it go that way, which is how they take down city walls. Yeah. <laughs> they just say, I don't know, pointer pigs in that general direction and just let them basically just walk through whatever's in the way. The concept of going around an obstacle is completely alien to the Mogrunta. Yeah, it just goes through it. It's only through. Yes. <laughs> one, this is a one-direction type of type of model. Um, they're re- they look really cool. We'll, they do we'll, look really we'll cool. Live, we'll... Let's hope that this one-direction model is in sync with its rules. Uh, Boy yeah. band. Yeah, that terrible. I, I appreciate the joke, but it's terrible. The only one I got. Uh, and then we, but they're not the only model that we're getting either. No, you we've got, got some others. A whole bunch. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, a particular favorite of mine um, is the. Oh shoot, I've already lost the name of them. They're the weird, weird neck. The, we- the weird guys. The weird dudes. Yeah. So there's there's three versions of the Grunta that we'll talk yes. about. There's sort of like the named one, the hero that's not named, and then a just general non-hero named ones. Right. Um, and then we also get the weird brute Rekkas. Yeah. That's the, that's the one that I was looking we for. We got three new types, because you have the Ardboy Big Boss yeah, as well. Yeah, the Ardboy Big Boss, there's the brute Ragers, and yeah. then there's the weird brute Rekkas. But there's a nice little story bit in there that are also talking about the weird brute Rekkas, who basically get so... Proper wonky. Yeah, proper proper wonky, where they get so imbued with the power of the wall, they just start vomiting green everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. as you do, you bring the doctor I've in. I've been to college, uh, yes. You, you bring the weird knob shaman. The weird knob shaman goes, I have no idea what's wrong <laughs> with him. The shaman just goes, that looks great. I just wanders off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why do we hire that guy? Yeah. And so then uh, to somehow focus the attack, they're just like, I don't know, stick some metal on him. And so they do. And they just start hammering metal pieces into their faces, which... Shouldn't work, and yet because it's the Wa, it does work, and it just makes them like super, like focused in going a direction to kill. It gives them Ben Affleck Daredevil vision. That yes, it where, does. where they can see their enemies as a halo of like white, basically. white hot anger type of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. That is pretty cool. I I love the orc idea of like, well, this guy's messed up and he's kind of crazy. Well, let's just drive a nail into his forebrain and yeah. see what happens. Oh, they'll fix yeah. it, right? Yeah. Oh, he's fine now. Great. Yeah. 
What? It's just fine being Asterix is a raving maniacal killer with yep. a giant axe. It is it is oddly reminiscent of like 19th century uh, medicine. Oh, yeah. Where they're just like, oh, this person has like some issue with their brain. I don't know. Stick a nail in it. Uh, let's <laughs> drain it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's acting a little crazy. Let's drain her brain. Yeah. There, there must That'll be a buildup of crazy in there. Right. Get the, some sort of black bile. Get the, get the wind-up 1912 corkscrew thing. The frontal oh, lobotomy is, is there some issue with their humors? I don't know. Stick leeches on them. Yeah, that's just balance those humors out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a uh, what? Fine. Uh, blood, mucus, yellow bile, and black bile, right? Those, yeah. those are the four? Yeah. I'm basically a doctor. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, there's a little a little talk about how um, those guys are come. And then you've got the, the opposite side of the kit being the brute ragers. Which are basically slayers for orcs. Right. Because they've lost a fight. Uh, and they didn't die. They didn't get crumped so hard they were, you know, just a head on a stick or something. <clears throat> and so now it's like that's the worst thing that could happen. Because now they don't look tough. So they basically take a vow to be a tough bully guy. And so, uh, yeah, they suffer some form of stinging defeat, often overcompensate by becoming even more unbearably arrogant. So, like, these are people that lose games constantly that tell you how great they are all the time. Right. Yeah. And that the reason that they lost is because they had, by, like, the dice were lag to them. Or, yeah, it was some sort of weird lag. Yeah, some sort of lag, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they just throw themselves into a fight, which is kind of funny that they have to, they're like, oh, and then these orcs throw themselves with wild abandon into a fight. Everyone else yeah, all, in the army Yeah, does. that's literally all orcs. What, what orc is cautiously throwing himself yeah. into the fight? Um, and then, of course, the final uh, little little piece is because uh, the freaking orcs got smart, man. Yeah. They learned how to use sticks. They figured it out. <laughs> if you Not only that, they figured out also how to use a hammer to smash away a ward. Yeah. Orc technology orc is advanced. Orc technology. So, stick a... You know, stick the the pointy end on the end on the long stick, and then, right, you, can, and right. then you can stab better. And if I stick it into my head, I get more wog as well. Yeah, I'm gonna need two sticks. Two sticks. Two <laughs> sticks at all times. That's time. why they call me Grugzog Two Sticks. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the that's the story bit. It's like four pages. Yeah, uh, it's but it's free. So go but read it. But it's free, and it's it's and fr it's, it's fun. fun. Damn, that was weird. <laughs> Don't like that at all. Well, the fact that we locked eyes when we did it too. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's fun because it's orc stuff. So yeah. you know they they talk about how stupid they are, and that's always orc, orc writing is always fun because they are you know they're good guys in the sense that they're not evil. Right. They're just they're just idiots that just, are having a good time. They just want to destroy stuff. Yeah. They're 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 destruction man. They just wanna they just wanna hit stuff. I totally get that. Yeah. Sometimes I, also, I just wanna hit. I also stuff. want to get a big pig and uh, run it into a bunch of lumineth elves. Yeah, I'm like, all, I'm like in that. the picture. Yeah. Um. So, uh, War Scrolls. War Scrolls. Yeah, because these uh. So this comes with not only have we got the pig, which has three varieties. Mm -hmm. You have the Arboy boss. Yep. New Arboys, which is new. Mm -hmm. Um. And then you have the two, the weird guys and the brute guys, the smashing guys. And then you have a named character as well. Right. So you got like a lot. There's a ton of stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll start at the top and just work our way down on this yeah, on this wonderful let, PDF that they've provided to us for free. Let's find out what this Tusk Boss do. Yeah. Uh, first things first, the Tusk Boss. Whew. He is pricey. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is clocking in. 380. 380. That's right under Star Drake level. Yeah. So let's see if he is comparable. He is. Star he's, a, he's a leader. He's a behemoth. Uh, he's a big boy. Uh, he's 14 wounds. He's a three up save. He's an eight bravery. His movement is variable because uh, he does he does profile. Mm -hmm. uh, here is the build for him, right? So he is armed with a pig hacker. Uh, he's got four different attacks that are going to happen on this thing. So the pig hacker is one inch range, six attacks, threes and threes, minus one run, two damage each. Solid. Solid, yeah. 
Uh, Mighty Tusks is two inches, two attacks, threes and threes, minus three rend, and then a variable damage because there's going to be some wonkiness that's going to happen with this. Get thing. ready to keep track of another peat of math. There's, so if you're playing Big Wog, you have, have so much spreadsheet. So much spreadsheet. <laughs> Uh, you've got the Trample and Trotters, uh, which is one inch, four attacks, threes and threes, minus one, D3 damage each. I love that they called his feet the Trotters, because it sounds really cute. D D He's D trotting yeah, around. Yeah. And then the Kill Chompas, uh, or Chompas, which are two inches, two attacks, threes and threes, a variable rend, two damage each. <laughs> sure. Again, yeah. So the the thing on this thing is he has a momentum table, uh -huh. uh, which is basically he needs to... So he starts out momentum one, and he can work himself up to momentum six. He gains momentum by either running or charging in a turn. And when he does that, then you roll a, a d6 and it's a, it's a d3. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then at the end of each turn, he will lose a momentum. This is important because this looks all great and is not. <laughs> oh. um, so, the at momentum score one, he's a nine-inch move. He's minus one to his choppers and his, and his tusks are d3 damage. At momentum two and three, ten-inch move. Kill Chop is there, minus one rend. Mighty Tusser, D3 plus one. Four or five. Another inch to his move. Minus two rend on the Kill Choppas. Getting pretty solid. Okay. And then D3 plus two for the Mighty Tusks. And then at max pig speed. And then at max pig speed, a 12-inch move. Holy crap. Incredible. Uh, Kill Choppas are at minus three uh, for their rend. And the Mighty Tusks are D3 plus three. <sighs> okay. So. But how do I ramp that pig up? Yeah. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta run charge, right? That's the momentum. That's the value for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you get a momentum of four or more, this unit can charge, even if randomly, uh, in the, in the turn, uh, earlier in the turn, here's where this is all going to fall apart on you, right? Right. So you get it when, so you get to roll a D3 when you run or when you charge, mm -hmm. but he does not have an innate run and charge. Yes. Up and yeah, you have to wait for him to build up that speed. You have to wait for him to build up that speed. If it's at the end of every turn, not at the end of every round, ah, that he yes. loses one. So you need to run and hit, and then keep the momentum going. Which seems, I'm not sure if this works the way that it's written currently. Yeah, I think you have to rely on the monstrous rampage. Right. And that has to work, and you're hoping for a smash and bash. Right. Yeah. So probably, you're, I think you're thinking, if you're at home and you're like me, you're thinking, oh, turn one, I'm going to be ramping this up like Gargits. Yeah, I'm gonna be in I need to run this thing. Yeah, and it's really like turn three is when it's going to start getting good. Because that's when you're going to have built up the momentum if you've played it correctly. But it's very tactical then, because if you get stuck in something, and you're just you're stuck, stuck. If you could, I, one single sloppity bobpiper fucks this thing up so bad. <laughs> because it just goes, it, hey, you're not going to be able to pile in an attack. It actually can't chew through, like, 90% of the stuff that's designed to chew through. Yeah. Uh, so you need to run, like, a bunch of them to get the whole thing. So, like, so he has a, he has a, a monstrous rampage that's its own, right? Uh -huh. And the monstrous rampage is Carver Path. You pick an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of four or less within three inches of this unit and roll a dice. If the roll is less than the unit's momentum score... That unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the roll, and you can immediately attempt to charge with this unit, which means you would gain more momentum. Uh, when a unit charges in this manner, it can pass across enemy units with a wounds characteristic of one or two in the same manner as a unit that can fly. So yeah. you can do it to get like an extra momentum going, 
Mm-hmm. But you already, ha- because you have to roll less than your momentum score, you already have to have achieved momentum in order for this to even work. Yeah, you have to have, let's say, at least a two, because you can't roll less than matching the number. Right. So, yeah, and it just says less, so it does, you can't roll a one for a one, so you have to have at least a two, in which case you've done two damage, and you can and you can do it again. And then you get another momentum, which is nice, but it, it like... Yeah, where it, are you going? <laughs> where does yeah? How does it's it's like it needs a spell or something that makes it like gives you a momentum point. Yeah, like you need to hope that you're kind of like when you do that first run because I'm assuming that you're probably gonna run with it in turn one and not get into combat. Like that's kind of like the tactful, like, yeah, the tactics way to play he just, this. He just runs. He just kind of runs in a circle. Yeah, because he can't. He just, you don't want to throw him out to be yeah. sniped, so you just have to run him in a circle. Run him in a circle, speed. type of stuff. So you run him. Very silly looking. Yeah, uh, hilarious. Oh right? God, they're circling the pigs, man. <laughs> steady, steady for ten minutes steady. while the pigs just run in circles. Uh, so you're hoping really that you get like a five or a six, right? So you get yeah. that plus three to your momentum score. So that way you get him to a four. So that way next go around you can do a run and charge. But you're not going to be at a four because at the end of your turn you're going to lose one. Yeah. So you need to go second in in the first round because if it's if you go second, then on your turn. Mm-hmm. I would lose one, but I'm already at one. I can't go less than one. Right. So then I go second. So I get to go. I ramp up the momentum. And then, and only then, if I get like the the five or six, then I get to the four, but then I go back down to three. And then I get the double turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. This is, why you, orcs have math. Why orcs have math. And then you get the double turn, so that way you can then roll on the run. And then because you rolled on the run, then you get the momentum, and you're up to a four. Now you can run and charge. So if you've done the run, then you can now charge because you're at four, and then you can do stuff. So you're telling me all I have to do is do that and spend 380 points? Bingo. What a win. What a win. But it unlocks pig battle line. It does unlock pig battle line. I, it's, that's cool. And we did skip the one ability on there. Uh, if he makes a charge move, you can reroll charge moves for all friendly Maw Gruntas on the battlefield. That's not the little pigs. Right. That's not Gore Gruntas. So, it's Maw Gruntas. Once again, they lead you in where you're like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, it's just for these big guys that probably cost 100 bucks each. So, uh, yeah. They're <laughs> how, how much are you going to do? So, on, and then on the Maw Gruntas, right? Yes. Uh, they become battle line if you have a mog if the uh, general is a mog run. So, so this, this but they're one 180 they, points. This one they took the pig's hat off. Yes, the pig has no hat. Pig has no hat. Okay, so if you see a guy and he's got two guys on him on the sides and one guy on top, but no hat, that's this one. Yeah. So you've got the yes, yeah, so you've got the the boss, the tusk boss. You've got the mog run to gouger, which is no hat, and then you have the mog run to with a bunch of little dudes, which is the mog run to with the hacking crew. Uh, they are all different. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part, they're all kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> it like, kind of looks like it has it's less numbers, but more stuff. No. Same amount of stuff. A uh, little less attacks. Like, you don't have as many as many profiled attacks. Um, you, lose a, you lose a save. Like, you're only a four-up save. Yeah, that, that part's weird. Yeah. Oh, because 14? the pig's not wearing his hat. That's yeah. what it is. They took the pig's hat off. Oh, and I said they profile. They actually don't profile. That's a lie. They have a momentum score, but there's no profile. Yeah, it's it's a profile that goes up. Yeah, it's a profile that goes up, uh, based on your momentum. So, I and the same monstrous rampage is on that guy, and then um, I guess the the last one is kind of interesting because it's a non-hero version of it. Mm-hmm. So you could theoretically, um, run, I mean. 
here's the thing. You're not Anvil Guard. You don't get to have 38 monsters in your list. So, what, you got four? Mm-hmm. So you brought the main guy is one. Do you bring three other Mogrunta Gougers? Do you bring one Grunta and then two Gougers? Like, because they're, the synergy is with themselves. Right. So you have to, if you're going to invest in one, you kind of need to have another one. Right. At least. And at that point, you might as well have the other two. Mm-hmm. And at that point, do you have any more people in your army? Right. Like, are, are you kinda, just four pigs? Kinda, you're kind of just four pigs and then some other stuff, right? Yeah. Well, and the thing is that this momentum score isn't like, it's a momentum score for all your pigs. It's individual. Yeah. It's this unit has a momentum score. So you have to keep track of this for each individual pig. That's too much things. Too it's many things too to many keep... things to think about. Uh, which is why I don't think the Mogrunters are that good. I just, I really love the model. The model is awesome. They yeah. look amazing. And there's the one version of, like, you can run, like, these Mogrunters and then run Gorgruntas with mm-hmm. them. And I think visually that looks super cool. Because uh, you let, like, the small pigs out first, and then the Mogrunters are, like, doing their stuff. You <laughs> build up momentum. Yeah, building up momentum. Well, and especially because, like, a pack of Gorgruntas is, you know, 15 wounds, because they're five wounds each. It's pack yeah. three. Do, like, three of those or whatever, and then however many, like, get a couple Mogrunters in there. Then, you know, you send out the pigs, they tar pit, and then the Mogrunters are building up momentum to send them off to do stuff. He's only going to unlock them for battle line in an Iron Jaws army, right? Not a big wog? Yeah. Well, actually, no. They would Battle be... line if general is Mogrunt. Yeah, so well, but would... that's Iron Jaws. Um, Ooh, I need a clarification on that. Might do. Because if so, I could think of a really cool big wog list where you have this guy, and then you just have all big boars and little boars. Just all boars. Oh, do the, like the savage boar yeah, boys? Yeah, because that would give you the time to build momentum, because your savage boar boys, they're going to be across the table the first mm, turn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've got a good mobile screen to set up while your pigs basically just amp themselves up to start yeah. going. That's a good question. I'll have to, when it gets updated on the app, I'll have to try it. Yeah, we'll have to, to consult. See, consult with it and see how it goes. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of them, right? Is it they're cool, awesome yeah. looking models, um, but from a t- like an actual like tactical perspective, I, maybe I'm missing something. Like I, because I mean, obviously we're not like the tactics podcast type of thing. But I saw no. this and I read through it and I was like, that's cool. But since it's at the end of every turn and not every round, it seems like you're just going like if you roll a like a one or a two, and so your momentum. Only went up by one on your run. Yeah, you're run. just gonna lose. You're that. just gonna lose it. Yeah, and you're just stuck. Like they're just gonna be like, oh, they're just lazy pigs, which just kind of is a bummer. Just wallowing in the mud. Yeah, for, especially for something that like you, your army, your entire army is dedicated to this, right? You've dedicated a substantial amount of not only your your monetary funds yeah. into this, but also yeah, it's four hundred points. That's a chunk. That's a maw crusher. Right, and a maw crusher gives you a lot of stuff. Yeah, you get you, all kinds of stuff. You get on very that. shouty on that, and you just use it to it, marshal your troops around. You get the big stinky one, whatever it, you are. Yeah. The it always smells bad. Yeah, the one that yeah gives you the minus one to minus one to hit. Or, yeah, or render like there's all kinds of different stuff that you can kind of put on them, make them nice and cool. I guess these would get mount traits. Yeah, they uh, yeah they do. So that might be something fun for in there. Um, I'm looking at the one that's the 180. That's the Mogrunt to Gouger. Mm. And I was just trying to judge, like, for 180 points, because, Josh, I know a monster that was most recently about 170 points. What do you get versus that monster? Oh, right. Um, to see. I actually think at the 180 point, hot take, I think this is better. Yeah. I think you save a little more points. The damage you miss is not too much, um, because you still have the tusks, the choppa, and the tra- the trotters. 
so you still have a pretty good damage output with the momentum and everything, um, but you have the flatten into the mud uh, ability, mm -hmm. which is when a model in this unit, only a model in this unit is made a charge move can carry out the rampage. Uh, pick a character with a wounds or an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of one or two within three inches. If the roll is less than the momentum score, once again, you have to try to get that ramped up. The strike last effect applies to that enemy unit until the end of the turn. Setting up a strike last on somebody with iron jaws can be really devastating. That is because solid. that means you can pretty much know if you're going to get that uh, stomp and smash off. That smash and bash? Yeah, because you're kind of like, okay, I'm full strength hitting this guy, yeah. not, oh no, they're going to hit me and I'm going to be right on the line. You still have to build the momentum, but like as a tech piece, I see that kind of having some play. Yeah, and at 180 points, that's not a bad one piece tech piece. No, and it gives you a monster. So, yep. you know, you, you only have the one other monster. So it, it's an option for something. You right. have a cheaper monster for monstrous actions and things like that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a value to it. I, I still don't know necessarily that it's like great. But, but you can see where it would be useful. Yeah. Especially if you can, yeah, especially if you're getting strike last on something. Like a big tar pity kind of unit. Or like something like a, an amped up Fire Slayers or Daughters unit where it's like they're ready to go. This is going to be the turn where the blender's turned on. Yeah. And you go, okay, you know what? I can at least try to make it to where you blend after I hit you. Right. Do a little more damage. It's a shame that you can't do it on like the on some of the elite units because it's only models with a wounds characteristic of one or two. Yeah. Because uh, it would be freaking awesome if you could do it on like just anything that's like the wounds characteristic of three. Like... Yeah, that'd be great if you could just turn off, put Blight Kings at the end of the, the line. Yeah. But that would be too good. Yeah. What do you think you are? A top army? We're not a top army. This is just to get us yeah. to sort of be all right again. Yeah. Uh, so instead, what I'm actually excited about is the other stuff. Is it the Ardboy Big Boss? Uh, it is the Ardboy Big Boss among many other models in this line. There's actually one that I'm super excited about that's going to wind up in probably every single list of mine going forward for nice. Iron Jaws, um, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. Ooh. First, got to get to that Ardboy Big Boss. I like his Zoidberg mask. He looks insane. He's got that tendril. Yeah, he did. this orc has too much stuff. Yeah. He just put a whole bunch of stuff on it. He's got a, he's got a, he's a six wound model, four inch move, seven bravery, three up save, so a better save than what you would see in a lot of Iron Jaws stuff. Usually Iron Jaws four up saves on a lot of stuff on a lot of things, but hey, three up save, that's nice. Take it. Uh six to Don't uh, tell he's anyone. five he's a two inch range, five attacks, threes and threes, minus one run, two damage each. All Fine. right. Solid right that, middle of the that road. That could be enough to take out an enemy here. Yeah. I have learned not to disparage the five attacks with the low damage <laughs> yeah. thing. That's that's just enough to, just to take a, a healer off or just something. Just enough to knock things out. Uh his two big abilities, right? Because uh, he's going to come with your... He, you're going to run this guy with Art Boys. Yes. Because he's the Art Boy Big Boss. <laughs> if you makes, don't, you're playing a very yeah, silly very, game. Very silly game. Uh, so he's got Iron Fisted Commander. This unit can issue the Rally Command up to two times in the same phase. It, if it does so, each command must be received by a friendly Art Boys unit, and no command point is spent the second time this unit issues that command in that phase. In addition, when a friendly Art Boys unit receives a Rally Command from a friendly unit with this ability, you return one slain model uh, for each five up instead of a six. So... You get to do it on two different units of Ard Boys, and you're doing it on five up, so you got, you've increased your percentage odds of rallying Ard Boys back, which is super good. Yeah. Uh, because Ard Boys are much tougher now than they used to be. Ard Boy meta is good now. Yeah. That has changed. Well, better the, than better. that be has changed the most. I think our boys. Our boys. I don't think they've they've never figured it out. You're like that's the Sylvaneth trees. Yeah. It's like every new edition is a different way. And then the other thing they get is they get bashing, which is the add one to shield bash rules 
uh, made for friendly Ardboys units while they are wholly within 12 inches of any friendly units with this ability. Well, so, I hope later on we find out what that means. Uh, we should find out about it now because Let's we'll skip go. down to the Orc Ardboys, who have com- been completely redone again. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, it, oh, so there's a point on the last show where I said... Yeah, it's something five packs of Arboys, but who knows? Maybe you won't be able to do that anymore. And you cannot. And you can't anymore. Yeah, yeah. Arboys have to be running packs of tens. They're ten packs. They're back again. They're two hundred and twenty points now. Eh, they one hundred and ten points each. Yeah, that's not terrible. It's a vindictor pile. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's not the worst. Um, two wounds each, four four inch move, as they've always as they always have. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Five bravery, three up save now, so they've gained a save. That's good. That's very good. They now have to be outfitted one of two ways, and everybody in the pack has to be one of Thank these two ways. Yeah, God, please turn none whatever of, this was onto the brutes next. None of none of this shield shit anymore. It is you get one of two options on your Ard boys. You can either have them as Ard boy choppers or Ard boy stickers, because uh, they've learned how to use sticks. The choppers are one inch range. <laughs> Advances in technology. Yeah, one inch range, two attacks, threes and threes minus one rend, one damage each. Stickers, two inch range, two attacks each, fours and threes minus one rend, one damage each. You have a champion, he'll add one to the attacks uh, for that model, and then standard bearers, which will add one to the bravery characteristic. Very neat. Here is where this gets nice and spicy, right? Yeah. Uh, you add one to the attacks characteristic of this unit's Ardboy Choppas if this unit made a charge move in the same uh, in this uh, same turn. Okay, but what if I brought stickers? Well, then you would improve the rank characteristic of this unit's abil- of stickers by one if the target made a charge move in the same turn. Oh, wow. S- that's... That's spicy. I don't know. I think you. I think you do both. I think you bring both. I think you run. A, I, yeah, it's you can do kind of. I'm. I would honestly. I would run a pack of. I would run a pack of choppas and I would run a pack of stickers. Yeah. Because, especially in like a tournament where you're gonna be playing like a bunch of different things, you don't know if you're gonna need the extra rend or if you're gonna want the extra damage. Right, and they have those stickers around like your uh your one of your wizards or your uh, your rhythm drummer mm-hmm. or something like that to protect them yeah. and kind of escort them in so they can all swing through that guy and around Yeah, them. it's super solid type of stuff. And, of course, you know, don't forget that you still have war chanters that can add a damage yeah. to the pack. So you could make your Ard Boys three, like the Choppas, they could be three attacks, threes and threes, minus one run, two damage each. That's pretty good. Or the Ard Boys could be twos attacks, fours and threes, negative two rend, Two damage each. That's pretty solid. It's it's a it's become a much better profile. But that's not all because what they else have that shield bash thing, right? Uh, that's right. So each time this unit fights, after all of its attacks have been removed, you pick one enemy unit within one inch of this unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit within one inch of that unit. These dice rolls are referred to as a shield bash. And for each shield bash roll of a six up, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. So if you give them, if they're within 12 inches of the Ardboy boss, it's a five up to do a mortal wound. That's, if you have a full pack of them, yeah. and none of them died, that's 20? <laughs> like, or that's uh, 10 different dice yeah. rolls? So you're probably going to get three or four mortal wounds on top of what else, whatever else you did. And that really helps them burn down stuff like Gargans, when they can kind of wrap around and get everybody within range. Get everybody in that range, yeah. Yeah, they're a little less electrocuting evocators. Not not as much damage, right. but they still kind of have that little after effect thing. Yeah, they've got some they've got some good stuff. When it helps, what it turns our boys into is it stops them from where they were previously, where they're like sort of damage, sort of defense, kind of in the middle. Yeah. Now this is a uh, this is a mill unit because it's gonna sit here and just not die, mm-hmm. and then ch- slowly churn out damage, kind of like Mortec Guard do, to where it's like you either kill it in one hit or you ignore it. 
right kind of thing because it's not going to go away super fast unless you hit it with something big yeah and you're and you're going to want to position yourself so you're not getting charged by them because they get better if they're charging yeah and you can yeah i mean there's they become actually a very like a, a mildly terrifying unit to like deal with because there's just a lot of different kind of you either have to kill them Mm-hmm. Or you have to, com- yeah, you have to completely ignore them. Yeah, because you don't want to leave them to rally back and get their packs, then get their packs back. I, yeah. I'm genuinely thinking that I might get a pack, like a, a dual pack of the of the R boys now and their new models, and build them all as stickers so I can just have. Because I've got you know the old R boys. Yeah, you got the diapy butts. Yeah, I got the diapy butts, and then I got the stickers boys, and I would almost think about running like a like a reinforced pack of stickers mm-hmm. because they've got the two inch, they can swing through. Yeah. That's really gross. Yeah, because you'd be swinging through three rows if you piled it in correctly, and by the time you lost enough guys, that they're all—I mean, they probably killed. Yeah, but but there is a challenge to that build uh, because if you lose enough guys, I'm gonna scroll down here. What was that bravery that you had? Yeah, they're bravery five. Yeah, so that that twenty pack becomes a a deadly investment because what you don't want to have is somebody go, oh, and you can't do battle shot. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, crap, it's. D6 plus whatever I roll, basically. Right. Of the guys leaving. Not that you're going to lose a lot of them to anything substantial. Like, if Karazai hits them, for instance, you will probably lose most of the pack. That the yeah, they're going to they're going to die shot. anyway. Yeah. But like most things, because this is a this is a Stormcast profile you have here. Yep. Uh, just with much worse bravery and movement. Um, but like I can tell you from experience, people will think they're going to pick up that ten pack and they won't. Yeah. Because it's just too many wounds. Because it's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and too many chances to not deal with the wounds. Well, this is and being at a three up save, if you can, you know, you give them, you know, you spend the command point to give them all that defense. Yeah. Friggin' two up saves. You know, there's, I mean, there's stuff with like minus three rend and whatnot, but at even at a ten pack, that's still twenty wounds. I mean, and how, think about how much it like stuff this. is going to get through. And, and the stuff that has the minus three rend is probably the important stuff in your opponent's army. It's fighting your dumb battle line. Yeah. So like you've you've made it have to think really hard about dealing with the least damaging part of your army. Right. Which is cool. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but they're not my favorite. They're not. Is your favorite Zogrok Anvil Smasher? It's not, but I do like Zogrok Anvil really Smasher. I like him too. I like that his squig has a pompadour. Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell me about this uh, oh, Zogrok. Right. Yeah. So this guy's great because uh, he has a, a, a weapon called the Ward Smashing Choppa, and I'm not going to tell you what it does until the end of this paragraph. <laughs> okay. So and he also he's he, this unit's Rock Brow Squig Clonk is armed with ramming head. That's a great sentence that someone got paid to write. Um, who has to stay within an inch? It's a, it's a Griffound. He has to yeah. stay within an inch of him. So Zogrok. Is a four-inch move, seven wounds, three-up save, eight bravery. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an Iron Sons, so he would be locked into that. Um, that's the yellow guys, the main guys, yeah. basically. Uh, okay, so he's got a bunch of stuff. He's got the skull crushing. Okay, so when you build him, he's armed with the skull crushing basha. He's a unique that can be built with multiple things. So this is good to point out because mm-hmm. they don't do this very often. He can either have the Ward Smashing Choppa or Grunta Tongs. Or, I don't know, put one on his back and just do whatever you want. It's your game, guys. Yeah. Um, so, let's go down. So, Power of the Greek, the Great Green God. In your hero phase, you can pick a friendly Iron Jaws unit wholly within 12 of this unit and roll a dice. Add two to the roll if it has the Tongs. On a four-up, the unit's weapons are green hot until the start of your next hero phase. While, it's wep- while a unit's weapons are green hot, unmodified hit rolls of six with melee weapons cause one mortal wound in addition so uh you know the thing that vindictors have on their spears and stuff that pack of our boys can now get 
It's pretty solid. Or a pack of brutes. Or a pack of brutes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who has more attacks. Brutes do. Even at the charge with the choppas? Yeah. yeah actually, brutes I, still have more. I looked brutes down have... at the brute rages and I was like, oh, actually, they have the most attacks. <laughs> yeah. The, it's brutes. Brutes have so many attacks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh that's one good reason to bring the tongs. Um, in the however, if you have the ward smashing choppa. If an unmodified hit roll for an attack made with this unit's ward smashing choppa is a six and the target has any wards, that unit's wards are smashed. Uh, if a unit's wards are smashed for the rest of the battle, they cannot be made for that unit. That's un- that's terrifying. The only thing that keeps that from being incredible is it's on a unique character, so you can only have one guy doing it. Right. And if your opponent has an army that needs its wards, they're going to try to lock this thing down <laughs> like, somewhere. Gotta, yeah, they're going to be yeah. like, we got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> Just focus fire on Zogrok. Because if he takes away our ward, oh. so he just walks up to Gotrick and it's just like, bonk, bonk. and then Gotrick's <laughs> ward just goes <laughs> just away entirely. Gone. Any of those Stormcast wards that are like four up, three up, nonsense, yeah. go away. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the thing is, it is. You have to roll six. You have to roll that six. Um, on, but only, and you get two attacks. Uh, so only, but it's only on the hit. You just have to roll six on the hit. Yeah. It's going to be a, a clinching moment for your opponent <laughs> when you roll that up to something that really needs it, like a Fire Slayer's unit that really depends on its war saves, and you're like, maybe not, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Watch me. Here's my three. But, like, Punk. theoretically, you could I roll a six. Just, I mean, thinking about friggin', like, some of the ward saves that are, exist in the game where people are like, oh, yeah, I've got a four-up ward. Bunk. Just walk no, around. No, you do not. Slapping the filth out of Nurgle. <laughs> <laughs> I will cleanse you. In the fires of green. In the fires of bonking hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I so like great. that guy. I, I think he's I think he's cool. It's a cool looking model. Um I kinda wish that he was because uh, I think he's like a little expensive, right? Uh, one sixty. Yeah, you know what? That's actually that's, okay. that's worth bringing. I feel like that's probably about where he would go. Um yeah. and your opponent will absolutely keep him uh, as out of the way of anything with a ward if they want as possible, but that's okay. Because even if you're not fighting anything with a ward you still have the Basha, which is three attacks, threes and threes, Rin one, two damage. And the Ward Smashing Chop is two attacks, threes and twos, Rin two damage, three. So even if they don't have a Ward, you're just going to hit him in the face. Yeah. Like, you're going to hit him real hard. Yeah. So if you're bringing him with a lot of guys, you bring the Tongs. If you're bringing him where you're more of an elite kind of unit, you bring the Hammer. Yeah. It's, uh, he's really fun. He is he's pretty really, cool. really fun. And then we get... To the other brutes. All right, well, I'm going to... One of these has to be your favorite. It's true. Because there's only two left. Right. So it has to be one of these. It's not the Brute Rangers. Well, that was going to be my next guess. <laughs> I think it's the one that you liked the lore of the most. I do. <laughs> well, let's get the Rangers out of the way, then. Yeah. Because uh, the, the Orc, totally not Slayers. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. to take this one? Yeah, go for it, man. All right. Four-inch move. Who boy. Uh, three wounds, seven bravery, five up save. So, you know, not... not that's a very whelming stat block. <laughs> I am whelmed by this stat block. Um, each model is armed with one of the following options, Chain Smasher, Mighty Gore Hacker, or Brute Crusher. Uh, we'll go over those in just a second once I read what they do. So they can run and still charge. Um, they are elite, so they can issue commands to themselves, which is good because they're going to be running and charging. Uh, and then they have Bone Shattering Strike. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a Brute Crusher That's is just... six, the attack causes three mortal wounds to the target and the attack sequence ends. Pretty solid. So that's the Brute Crusher. Here are the other two options you get. You get the Chain Smasher, uh, two-inch range on all of these, six attacks, fours to hit, four to wound, minus one rend, two damage. Okay, pretty good. Um, 
Honestly, a set of three of these guys could wipe out a lot of stuff with just that. Just yeah. bulk of attacks. The Gorhaka, uh, three attacks, threes and threes, Ren two, damage two. I kind of don't know why you'd take that over the Smasher. Well, you have to bring one of each. Oh, oh, is that how this works? Yeah, you can't it's, it's, each model is uh, armed with one of the following weapon options. So I think it's going to be when you get a pack of them, you're going to have one of each kind, I think, in here. Oh, well, boo, I just wanted to load up on bone <laughs> crushes or whatever. Just tr just roll for those sixes. Hey, yeah. Um, so, and then you have the, the Brute Crusher as well, which, if it doesn't get the six, is three attacks, fours and fours, rend one, d3 damage. Still a pretty solid yeah. thing to take, yeah. Um, so those are going to be your guys that are your three elites. Uh, there's a lot of those guys like this in this game, where it's your pack of three yep. that are super elites. Uh, the only thing about them that's kind of bad is five-up save means that uh, here come long strikes. Yeah. Um, that thing's never getting near me. Yeah. The, you know? uh, the nice thing is they're only 100 points. Yeah. They are dirt cheap. They're meant to be a screen that screens you. They, <laughs> they screen back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's screen that your opponent is going to lose stuff to. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, uh, like, the Skaven uh, Plague Fanatics or whatever, where it's like, they do a bunch of damage and then they die. Right. But if you put them out in the way... Yeah, because you're you... just... I mean, you're literally just running them and charging them. Because yeah. they could do both. So you're just running them and charging them up, hoping they do some damage, and just giving the rest of your army time. I don't know, maybe some Gruntas to run around and... <laughs> <laughs> do some circles. Do, do some, some laps. circles. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I... We'll bring the weird brute right. All right, well, that's the book, so uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. <laughs> so, a uh, very similar stat block. Um, Four-inch move, three wounds, seven bravery, five-up save. Much better hats, though. Yeah, much better hats. They only have the one weapon profile. It's chain smashes. Two-inch range, six attacks, fours and fours, minus one, two damage each. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, they are elite, so they can issue uh, commands to themselves. They get the green range, though. The green rage. The unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit is 6, and the target unit has 10 or more models. The attack scores 2 hits on the target instead of 1, and make a wound run save roll for each hit. So they're good okay. at taking out, like, big packs of stuff. Yeah. Which is nice, because that's actually not, like, a thing that the Iron Jaws really had. Yeah, that's true. Time. You do a lot of damage, but it's a low number of attacks a lot yeah. of times. Uh, Berserkers, this unit can run and still charge later in the turn. And then they have the weird brute masks, which is this unit has a ward of 5, while is within three inches of any enemy units. Which is where you want them to be. Yeah. It's kind of the best thing. That's pretty um, good. They are 125 points for God a pack dang of it. three. God dang it, GW. <laughs> you were so close. You were so close. You brought everything to the tens, and then you slowly yeah, rolled back the fives. They're, they're going to get adjusted to, like, probably a, a five-point five increase up or down, I would imagine. Although, I gotta say, if you're a five-up save, and then you're a five-up ward... That's not terrible. No. Welcome to Nurgle Town. Yeah. That's what a lot of what I got. So no. they're not like, you know, it's, I mean, it's nine wounds for a pack, like in total. Also, it's elite, so you could do all out defense. You can do all, you know, yeah, if, you, you, if you really need to make sure they survive. Although I feel like this is a unit that you don't care. I think you bring like just two, I think it, like the way that I was kind of thinking of it is you bring like two of them. You spent 250 points to run two small packs of three out there. To basically just go, all right, neat, you guys go first, hit as much stuff as you can, try yeah. and kill some things, but really, we're just going to run the rest of our army behind this two, these six <laughs> these, models. These six guys. <laughs> six models. We just, let them out first because they do most of the work. <laughs> and, then, and then, and only then, does the rest of your army behind that get, get going. Yeah. The nice thing is, too, is that, like, again, you have, a, you have your, um, your, uh, Stick your stick boy, so you can give them plus one to their damage as well. Oh yeah, because it's just 
you know, you stick it on a, you can stick it on a model. So you're not gonna be able to like do it on a bunch that, of them. But like that's all of a sudden, like if you give them three damage and they can run and charge, and you're throwing out eighteen attacks yeah. at a rend one, which is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't like it. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that at all. It's it's just scary enough to be like, oh, that's actually gonna like really hurt me if when when that touches me. Yeah, it's a great counter uh, uh, option as well. Because yeah. if you think about, like, if you've got a pack of those held back, mm. and you, let's say you're fighting an army that wants to charge into you, like Ogors or something, where right. it's like, oh, this is not good for me to get charged. I'm going to take this charge either way, but I've got this little unit the next turn can run and charge into the flank and, like, clean up while, I don't know, my Ard boys Are just stand there and just stand hold the line. And stand and hold the line. Yeah. Have a, have a pack of these held back, and you freaking grab them, and then you chuck them across the table with a hand of Gork. They're like, they're like orc <laughs> cavalry that did that forgot their pigs. Right. Because that's kind of how you would probably use them is to like flank and run up the sides. Yeah. The only thing is that four inch move is going to make it hard. But you got hand. I don't know, you got the yeah. You got hand of gork, and if you can run and charge, like yeah. you know, I mean you and because you can run and charge, you could spend a command point and auto run them. So now that's you can true. run them ten inches. That's at least yeah ten inches. If you figure you got like probably a seven or eight inch charge. After that, yeah, it's not, it's it's not the happen. Wor- yeah, it's, happen. Not, it's not the worst thing. I feel like it's more scary than on like the second turn though, when it's like everybody's within four or five inches. Yeah, everybody's getting opponent. closer, and you're like, oh, that's that's a lot. I know that feeling of, of <laughs> staring down the Iron Jaws turn two, because turn one you walk away going, oh, nothing really happened, I'm yeah. okay. And turn two, it's like, oh no, <laughs> here, they, here it comes. They got closer. <laughs> I didn't want that. Yeah, yeah. So before we uh, wrap on this, mm, what mm-hmm. do you think about any of this for the big wagons? Like uh, like this a lot for the big wall. I think actually I'm, I really like, um, I actually either of the weird brute, uh, or the like so the brute rager or the weird brute wreckers, uh, for the big wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, because if I remember rightly, if you charge with a, I think it's just if you charge with an auric unit, you get to add one to your wall points. Yeah. So if you're adding to the wall points. Because you're just chucking these things to like go run and ch- like they're just running and ch- like they're just charging, you're just gaining those. You're just gaining more wall points, which is always kind of one of the things you might like have an issue with with some of the walls. Is that are you gaining enough points? That's when we've talked about it, and we've talked about doing the big wog. It's like a a math equation that you have to kind of like try to figure out how to solve in the first two turns of the game. Yeah. To get to where you want to go. Um, but yeah, if a unit were blah, 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 I'm looking at all the power of the wog stuff right now, just to double check. Um, yeah, for each or friendly orc that finishes a charge move, you get one and receive a point for each into the combat phase for each friendly orc that's within three of an enemy unit. Right. So assuming these guys don't die or kill everything, you've got a pretty good wog generation. Yeah, pretty wog, yeah, good wog generation going on there. And, you know, you bring them, I think you, I think the way that the wog is kind of slowly being built towards is to do, cause it, it was, it was kind of a mix of, um, the uh, your orcs and then the sneaky orcs, right? Yes. So you brought some combination of those now, and you sort of just left the iron jaws out of it. Yeah, if you didn't have a mega boss, a maw crusher, yeah, like that was the one that you would see peppered in. No other iron jaws, just that thing. Just that thing, because because it's, it's fine by itself. Like yeah. it's a model that it can exist on its own and it doesn't have to do a bunch of other stuff. But now you can actually like sort of see where a build might be happening, where it's like, oh, I'm actually gonna bring like a bunch of ard boys. And then, you know, maybe I'll bring, like, the bolt 
or like the bolt skewers, or yeah. maybe I'll just bring some pigs. Like I'll, I'll bring a mix of pigs for a big wah. I was thinking that with the yard boys and everything, like you you have a pretty decent big wog shooting if you want it. Yeah, um, have some stuff out there to charge. You're gonna generate points a lot less than you normally would, but like put a bunch of cruel boys behind those yard boys and have them just continuously shooting out. Yeah, it's not the best way to do a shooting army, but it's an option. Right, you've got you have an option on yeah. the table. I think there's some. I mean, there's gonna be some really fun stuff in here, right? And I think you're. I don't. Other than <laughs> Hilariously, other than the Tusk Boss on uh, a Magranta, where it's like, unless you're just running a bunch of Magrantas uh, yeah. with, a, with, a, with a value that I don't really see quite there, like, I think there's just better ways to run Iron Jaws um, and probably Big Waz as well. I don't really think that's going to have a bunch of value, but I can, I mean, the Magranta gouges, I think, will have play because you will like the tech piece of giving something a fight last effect. That's what I was thinking, because you've got, you got the chance to, to do that. Which yeah. is something that Iron Jaws don't have access to. Right. So it's it's nice. And and in the combination of, you know, if you do that and you still get this and if you're running them in Iron Jaws, then you get that smash and bash effect as well. Like that's that's kinda cool. Because you can hit something and then smash and bash and then smash and ideally smash and bash. And it's like, oh, and I don't have to worry about this yet because they are like the tar pit unit I don't have to kill because it's fighting it's got a strike last effect, so I can do yeah. all the other stuff first and then worry about them. Also, maybe some fun if you can wound that unit enough to get a smash and bash, like, off on Yeah, like a, like a prep smash and like, bash Yeah, like stuff, you can yeah. kind of, like, plan your damage across the... Orcs are a very tactical army. Yeah, surprisingly. For playing a now, you can You can just chuck a bunch of stuff in the middle and, and lose, or you can, you know, try and run some, some tactic type of stuff out of it. I think there's... Uh, but, yeah, there's some fun here. There's... I'm... Really, I'm just glad to see there's more models on the line. Yes. And that we got rid of diaper butt art boys. Finally, they've emptied their diaper butts. Now, now that doesn't mean I'm not going to run diaper butt art boys because I have a bunch of them. But well, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're still they're carrying the load from the previous days. Yeah, they're still they're still diapery. They're still buddy. But. So, uh, a mega boss on Maw Crusher's 450 points. Yeah. So it, it, it keeps going down in points. It keeps it keeps coming down. Yeah, and it, that's, looking at this big pig, it's like, wow, that's not that many points off from just going ahead and getting a mega boss on Maw Crusher, which is better, I think, just, in a lot better, of different yeah. ways. It would not surprise me if the Maw Grunters, because they are pointed where they are currently, they were like, oh, these are going to be like really dangerous, and they actually like, get table time, and everybody goes, actually, they're not that bad. Yeah. And then they just either get adjusted slightly, mostly for the momentum table, or they just drop them in points. Having the momentum lose at the end of the round, I think, would fix the problem. Just yeah. lose one point at the end of the round. Okay, right. cool. So at least I would have maybe had two. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's, at least it's always going up as the battle progresses, as opposed to, oh, well, I actually might be one by the time the battle, like, turn, like round four comes around or whatever. Yeah. So here's the big question. With Gorgrunta's being battle line in a Blood Tooth's army, why, you don't even need this guy to unlock the all-pig army. No, so. you can just run Blood Tooth's and run... So I think if you want to run all pigs... because So the problem with the Blood Tooth's is that you couldn't run... Um, you like your only access to like all mounted was to run like the gore gruntas and a mega boss on a maw crusher yeah this at least makes it so that you have all pigs yeah it looks very cool it looks cool i think you might still go with a maw crusher and a bunch of pigs though i would still go with a maw crusher maybe maybe one of the less hero pigs to try to do the strikes last to them yeah. but like i don't know I think we're still both going to get one either way. Because oh, yeah. it's really cool looking. No, I'm a, I'll probably wind up with three by the end of this. I wonder if I can put giant bat wings on mine and make it like a maw crusher. <laughs> just trying maw to crusher bat? Maw crusher bat pig. Yeah, <laughs> just too many animals. Just slapping stuff together? I don't know. I don't mind. It's Age of Sigmar. All the animals are 15 other animals combined. We're getting closer and closer to making you an Iron Jaws player, Zach. Well, I've got 
almost their list at this point. If you if you add Kragnos in, I have an Iron Jaws list because I can ally in a Gargan or Kragnos immediately and shore it up. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to build my uh, Ard Boys now because I have those. Because that's out of all my stuff. That's I hadn't built the Ard Boys. I built everything else and primed it and everything. I don't want to build them now that the new ones look so cool. They make me sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> diaper butt Ard yeah, Boys is like, it's oh, like man. oh, these are not these are not cool. And I got the city stuff. The yeah, hanging out. Awesome yeah. looking. What, you know what I'm, what I'm hearing? You've got too many models. I do have too many models. Um, that's why Llama Juice Painting can paint your models for you. <laughs> yeah, they can. That's, a, that's why it's at the end of the show. We're going to talk about our sponsors. So thanks, Llama Juice Painting. Yeah, and thanks, Blueberry Podcasting, for hosting this. Yeah, and Gigabytes Online, uh, where you can go and uh, donate that money to Eric. Yeah. From the tournament thing we talked about. And buy some R Boys. And or buy not, some R Boys. Maybe not in the first not, launch. Not, not for the first launch. G-Dubs has turned I, on the, uh, you're only getting two Yeah, I can't, I can't even get mine. No. I got to wait. Make me wait. Like a normal person. Ugh, like, like a, a normie. Hey, G-Dubs. Send me some hard boys. Hey, G-Dubs, give us, just give me free things. Just give me free things. G-Dubs, has Give the, me more free things. Has I, this show the, the not proven the, yeah. that we are like the cockroaches of this industry? <sighs> we will yeah. not go away until you give us your crumbs and I'm scraps. Gonna, I'm going to keep circling your, your booth at these conventions. We're going to keep walking up to your trade show booth and asking dumb questions and leaving. <laughs> yeah. How dare they show a Dread Saurian? How up, dare? Up at the trade show How booth dare? when you can't even use it. How dare How they? dare they? I, I saith. Well, you know what? You know what else? How dareth this podcast continue? We promised you 45 minutes, and we gave you like an hour and a half. We gave you an hour, but it's the 60th episode, so there you go. There There's you go. 60th. 60. Maybe the, the next one will be an actual big Hey, man, we're, we're getting close to retirement age. Finally, that creaking we've been hearing this whole show is actually My just, knees. It's just our bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, slowly Josh has been turning into an undead uh, this whole uh, time. Just. You know crumbled over saw my, uh, saw my points going up on those soul blights and I was just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising Josh's points by 20 points oh no sorry I I went down by 50 <laughs> I'm useless in a list <laughs> Uh, but they kept the dogs the same I really I just want them to make griffhounds just for like two months before this is our final thoughts before they change over you you cowards make griffhounds like 50 points a unit and i will run a list to the just griffhounds and one hero it'll be gotrick one stormcast hero to to make the list anchored correctly and then just dogs just dogs just do it dogs all the dogs let's make it happen let's make it i'm excited for dogs that's my good out of context quote like I'm excited for dogs. Year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Earlier, they're gently coming or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We got to pull an out of context quote to hide at the end of the credits. Yeah. Because so so if, yeah, if, if you've been listening this long, you should know that, like, if you go, if you go all the way through the outro, there's weird stuff at the end of the podcast. Yeah, there is. Sometimes it's like a full, like, four or five minute bit. <laughs> I just stuck in the back <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, all right. Well, for the Atlanta Warhead podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach. Saying so long, everyone. And happy wine. Happy wine. It's like that, y'all. It's like that. It's like that.